0: Now entering Nerdist.com You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh yeah.
1: You made
2: it weird with Pete Holmes.
0: Yes, you did.
2: What's happening, weirdos? A uh, wonderful episode with uh, with a uh, real life prankster. Real life prankster, very funny comedian, and wonderful fellow, Randy Litke. Randy Litke. 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 We'll get into it in the podcast. Great episode. Uh, please check out Randy L I E D T L I E L. I'm going to look it up right now. R-A-N-D-Y-L-I-E-D-T-K-E. Online, because I know he has some uh, awesome tour dates coming up, and you can check them, I believe, in Portland. So be sure to look at his Tumblr for uh, details on that. And please enjoy this wonderful episode. As always, I want to plug the TV show coming back February 24th, the Pete Home Show. Just had uh, Matt Berninger uh, of the National on today, Uh, TJ Miller, uh, David Wolf. All these people that have been doing the podcast are coming on and doing some pretty strange and funny things on the show that I think uh, fans of this podcast are going to enjoy. Even more so, even more than the regular person. So uh, here is the ad. Let's get this going and then get to the episode. Our sponsor today is Squarespace. We've had them before, and thank you, Squarespace, for the sponsorship. It is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website, blog, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace is constantly updating the platform with new features, new designs, and more support. They have beautiful designs for you to uh, start with and tons of style options so you can adjust, And, uh, you can finally create your own space online. Squarespace takes care of the hosting, SEO, and even makes sure your site automatically looks great on any device. It's incredibly easy to use, but if you want some help, Squarespace has an amazing support team, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. So for a free trial and 10% off your uh, first purchase, or on new accounts, sorry, on new accounts, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code WEIRD number one. one
0: wait oh
2: <laughs> randy well i mean i was at work today so you brought me real raw real varietal honey <laughs> i brought you a varietal what varietal is it randy so, The colorado the corn f- cornflower what is it you know, it was, uh, it was Johnny Clover. Pemberton on this, on this podcast. I used to think that they flavored the honey. I don't know why I thought that, but it, that's what the, the bees are pollinating.
1: Yes. I didn't know that. You knew that? I knew that, yeah. I grew up in uh, farmland.
2: What's with this voice? My voice? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean you're putting on a voice, but now, <laughs> now that I'm really listening to this voice, what's going on with this I voice? Know. I grew up in, say it again, farmland. Fa- oh, God, it's a great yeah, voice. It's rich. It's so rich! I can't be on a podcast with this rich a voice. Golden throat. (laughs) You got that gold throat, son. How close do you want me to the microphone, guys? (laughs) I want you in my ears permanently. Would you narrate my life? Yeah. um, Have you ever been offered?
1: No, you know, I was offered an audition for, like... uh,
2: audio books you get them rarely so you call them odd editions uh, hit it <laughs> okay all right that wasn't a burn i wasn't like you get them rarely no no it kind of came it, off as a um, burn but so go on I, yeah i would love to hear you read a book but the, th- the problem with that is i've
1: barely read a book on my own so i don't know if i'm the right guy to go to
2: no i think you are i actually think that would be could katie get the hell out of here <laughs> she's all over the place she's buzzing around like a bee that would pollinate this honey I think that uh, that would be the main perk of of doing an audiobook yeah. is that you'd have this wonderful motivation to like really see a book through. Yeah. I never finish books.
1: I yeah, I've read like very very few books,
2: under 5. Really? Yes. Randy, yeah, right? <laughs> what are you doing with your days? Uh, well, when Randy? I, uh, well. Wait, are you including like partial reads?
1: Uh, no, I've only fi- I've finished under 5 books.
2: Under 5. What about listening to a book? I've never done that either. What's your What's your deal? (laughs) Like, what What is your jam? I just do. Is it hating books or loving other things?
1: I don't know. I feel like when I was. When I was in high school, I just didn't have the attention yes. to do it. Like I failed every test based on a book in high school. I well, even got caught cheating on one of them.
2: How do you cheat on a book
1: test? Um, you just look at your neighbor's piece of paper or whatever. It
2: wasn't like an essay. It was no, an essay.
1: no. And it was a, probably an easy thing. But I just can't I, finish things, especially books.
2: I wonder, uh, you know, I only know like three things, so, <laughs> so they, they come up over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. But this is what I learned recently. Uh, wh- I have very bad convergence sufficiency, which is when your eyes work in tandem together. Okay. And uh, I always thought that I was just like a bad reader. It turns out that some of it, I'm not saying for you necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but some of it is tied to eye strength and you can actually exercise your eyes. And, and when, you're lo- like, when you're thinking about reading, you got a line of words sandwiched in a paragraph oh, of God. lines of words it's not a pleasant thing for no. people with bad no, eyes no you're
1: right I'm not good at that either definitely well
2: it's that's why I like listening to them so do you I, I'm just trying to see if we're <laughs> the same because I okay like I bought Infinite Jest do you okay. know that book no there's this great guy I always forget his name <laughs> sorry <laughs> Sorry, author. guy. He's an author. We gave you the great, 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 great uh, speech uh, called This is... Uh, what the hell is water? Or This is water? Or whatever. Uh-huh. Something like that. I think it's This is water. And he talks about... Uh, it, it starts with this joke that these two fish are swimming along. And I'm going to have Katie look it up because people get upset. Rightfully so. That I can never... <laughs> it's something like Thomas Hayden Church, but it's not. It's probably that. <laughs> Let's go for it. He's
1: got a lot going on. He's like a cattle rancher. So... I Is he? It. Yeah, he's got he's got land. He's got a a whole bunch ahead head of of herd. I love that fuck show business. Yeah, stuff. I really do. <laughs> yeah,
2: Chappelle, Zach Galifianak.
1: Who else? Me?
2: You? You're living off the grid. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'm going to say fuck show business. Are you? And just quit. Are you really? No, 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 no. You seem like maybe not because <laughs> because I I think of you. I know very little about you. You seem like a, I don't know a, a lot about a wh- you. I know. Either. Pete. Peter. Peter? Okay. Peter, there no. we go. <laughs> you go, yeah, well, I just mean like you seem, uh, I know, uh, I, I met you in Oregon. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, you just seem like you don't take no shit. Oh, really? Yeah, in a good way. I feel like you, you I, I, I don't know what, it's actually interesting to explore what I'm basing this on. Okay. It could okay. be the way you dress or your rich mahogany voice <laughs> or your beard yeah. or, uh, you know, just the one, the, literally the one time I saw you do stand-up. But I was like, this does not, you remind me of Eugene. Merman, okay, not not in a bad way. Okay, would you look up who did the commencement speech called "This Is Water" or what is? I think it's called "This Is Water." I think it's Thomas Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or. But uh, you else. you and Merman seem similar in that thing, and he's he's been very successful. So I don't David mean I don't Foster think Wallace. David Foster Wallace, hey, David Alan Greer. with a name like that you're only going to kill people beyond in living color or write infinite jest or give a great speech uh anyway what i'm saying is you remind me of one of those uh you know you could be successful but you'll do it in your own terms i could could see you having some sort of compound
1: oh okay what do you think of that i think that's a good compliment i think that um that i've never been compared to eugene merman but is that true yeah, it is true, but probably, you know, that was probably a while ago when you saw me. So I was probably going through a, a Eugene phase. Yeah,
2: sure. I it it, it wasn't like, this guy's ripping off yeah, yeah, Eugene, yeah. but I was like, oh, what a weirdo. And I remember <laughs> people really kind of poured in the room to watch you. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was like an excite Randy's on.
1: Oh, that's cool. It's to like hear. five years ago. Yeah, yeah. That was in. That was somewhere Portland or Seattle or something. It was one of those. Yeah, yeah.
2: Sorry, I don't mean to blend them. I love those. No, cities. that's
1: okay. I grew up in Oregon, yeah. moved to Washington, and yeah. then moved to Los Angeles. So,
2: oh, okay. Just working. Is that working your way down?
1: No, well, working going up and then back down, but okay. not for not for comedy specifically. I went to college in Washington, and then I moved to uh-huh. Los Angeles. Did you go?
2: Oh, did you go to University of Washington?
1: I went to Washington State, oh. which is uh, eight miles from the Idaho border. Eight so, miles. Eight miles, and... (laughs) It's a Detroit away. And uh, 90 minutes from Spokane. That was my first open (laughs) mic. I had to drive to Spokane.
2: That's that's like a short story. It's like a Norman Mailer short story. Randy Litke got in his car to do an open mic in Spokane. Spokane, Washington. Spokane Word, Washington. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. How'd that go?
1: Uh, It was good, no, I mean, honestly, probably not good. Let's talk
2: about first times. I mean, it's really? not supposed to be good, right?
1: Yeah, it was... Uh, people, people
2: tell me all the time. I did, I did
1: 30 minutes. Your first time? <laughs> yeah, wow. I did 30 minutes. And I, I had decided to write comedy before I performed it. I wrote for a few months. And I was like, I'll move to L.A. once I grad. My girlfriend had just dumped me at the time. Nice. And I was like, well, once I graduate, I had a friend that moved to L.A. And I was like, I'll move to L.A., once I graduate, yes. I can do
2: whatever I want. Right, because. But in the meantime, I'll write. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, you were writing stand-up? Yeah, yeah, trying to write jokes. I know what you're talking about. I, I went through a similar phase where I was traveling abroad, and I couldn't, I didn't want to perform. Yeah. I kind of, I look back, and I'm like, I was right. I shouldn't have started an open mic <laughs> in Jerusalem. <laughs> that would have been cool. I mean, well, that's what, like, people who, like, live life and, like. Yeah, really, I mean, it really, could have
1: been your last time on stage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I could have said something wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or, or, yeah, or just blown up or whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's a troubled, it's a troubled piece of property. I don't know if, if you know it's a I'm not
1: familiar. <laughs> um, I like how the word sounds. I picture... Jerusalem? I've, I, it's a slippery-sounding word. Jerusalem?
2: Uh, yeah. Ooh, sl- you know what's funny is it's a slippery... The old city is very slippery. Oh, really? It's weird that you said slippery. <laughs> really? Because, yeah, it's the same stones. It's the same stones that, like, J.C. allegedly walked on and certainly a whole lot of other people. Oh, okay. And uh, so they've been worn down so much so... That if you wore socks around the old city Jerusalem, you could kind of slide around. Oh, that's cool. Risky biz style. <laughs> I'm trying to think, is, is risky yiz? Cause yid? Because <laughs> yid, yid is like offensive. Like I have so many Jewish friends that uh-huh. I'm always like, is y- I don't say yid.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Katie laughs.
2: It, it's, it's like
1: yid? What does it mean? I don't even know at all. I shouldn't even be saying it. Uh, it sounds fine to me.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really. Non Jewish people calling it out.
1: I, 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 I think that's fine. There's like no Jewish people in the Northwest, and that's a, obviously a generalization. But sure. I grew up with zero. So you're
2: not the right person to ask. Definitely not. Katie, yid. We know yid is bad, but is risky yiz bad? What are you eating? A, a box of grape nuts? <laughs> Granola, the podcast snack. So let's talk about what I, the reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Oh. You're a real ham and egg.er You're like Steve Agee. Oh, and uh, and
1: in, uh, in in your like, if you were to draw me,
2: <laughs> yeah, you <was> certainly drawable. <laughs> so you could you could draw the body, and then until the head was drawn, yeah, it could go either just way.
1: Stamp a red thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you have a you have a calming presence. Oh, okay, okay. I enjoy it. Thank you for the honey.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Enjoy, enjoy it. What do you really do with it? You, you, I asked you. You said you don't put it in tea, right? You just eat it. No, I, if you put it in
2: tea, would you, well, uh, you know, if you put it in tea, it would not no longer be raw. We're not going to talk about that. But you'd have to, <laughs> you'd have to heat it past, I believe, 106, 106 degrees for you to kill the, kill the nooch. Oh, okay. Kill them nooch.
1: So just, just kind of drizzle it on something.
2: I, I just eat it straight up. Katie, you got my honey over there, right? Yeah, it's good. You for have some honey over there, huh? Yeah, yeah. This this is a less pourable honey that you brought me. Yeah. I actually have some. It's great. It's good for your throat. All this talking we do, <laughs> you, just, no. you just honey it up, huh? This, these uh these Take little honey breaks. Tell tell me about because I could tell you about okay, but I'm going to be eating honey. Uh huh. So rather. You tell me about the transition from writing and hypothesizing how things might go as jokes, having never done stand-up, oh, yeah. to uh, performing it. And you did 30 Minutes. Because, we. you know, Randy, it's actually interesting. Sorry to keep talking.
1: No. Oh, that's the podcast,
2: you know? Yeah, sure. It is the podcast. <laughs> absolutely. If that, if, there, if you could summarize it. Pete talks over his guests. No, no. I just meant we're talking. Oh, okay. In between but, sips of honey, yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, I spent so much time writing before I did it. Oh, okay. Uh, that I also did about 30, 30 oh, really? Minutes. Okay. What the first time I did stand-up. Oh, okay. So well, tell me your story because I already know mine.
1: Um, my story is: I finally decided to. You're really just eating that honey, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> good honey. Um, I uh, yeah. My goal was to write and then eventually move to Los Angeles and then try stand up for the first time. And then I decided, well, I'm. This is got. I gotta do it. I, you know, I, which probably, part
2: of that? Which part do you have to do?
1: The stand up. I have to. I should do it before I move down there. I was like I felt like I had stumbled upon upon a few good jokes and I
2: wanted yeah. to I wanted extra Can I stop you there? It. I'll go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you all sorts of points. Oh, that honey is not doing good on me. <laughs> oh, great. It's kind of it's kind of breaking into my throat in a way that it's splitting up into different factions. Uh-huh, I don't uh-huh. care for it. Uh, and I think it's past. <laughs> what I'm going to put to you now is is the phenomenon in the beginning of comedy, and actually you run into it in a lot of different stages of comedy, is the the uh, weird ultimatums you give yourself and the weird goals that people will give themselves. Okay, where it's like, I'll do this once I get there, or the one that comes up on the show from time to time is I'll move to New York or I'll move to L.A. when someone asks me to, or something like that. Oh, okay. You still run into that. These yeah. are dangerous things.
1: Totally. Yeah, I, I ended up moving to Los Angeles when people told me not to, because hmm. it was I'd only been doing stand-up for a handful of months.
2: Oh, wow. But uh, As many months as books you've read.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, not very many. Um, I uh, Yeah, and I drove. I decided I'm going to do it. I had actually just had sinus surgery who does that uh i had i had for spring break my senior year in college i had sinus surgery nothing
2: says spring break <laughs> all the girls lifting up their shirts you getting your yeah, nose worked back. it was
1: like this is the last year you're going to be on uh your parents insurance yeah so let's just do it you mm-hmm, need it mm-hmm. and uh so i did that and then i put,
2: why what was the symptom
1: uh Constant sinus infections. Mm, Yeah. mm. They 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 realized I always had a sinus infection. And when when I would get sick, I was having a flare up. (laughs) Like I I literally always and
2: I still get one or two a year. Really? Yeah, it's no good. Just pictured you on a white tuxedo going up to a lady and just being like, I get frequent sinus infections. (laughs) Sinusitis. Yeah, then she just
1: immediately blows you. Yeah, yeah. Uh I uh so my first time on stage I was very sniffly. This (laughs) This post-surgery. <laughs> oh, my God. But only you know, a few weeks post-surgery, and I was like... How was that surgery? Uh, it was... I didn't like it. Hmm. I mean, it was like a four-hour surgery. It was Were like, you awake? No, no. They knocked me out. But it was like... One of the most painful things was after the surgery... They put like gauze and like stints and different things inside of your face during the surgery, and then a couple of weeks after, you have to get them removed. Oh. And then they also like suction out all of the blood and different things that have built up because you're not, you know, you're not allowed to really blow your nose directly yeah. after that, that surgery. Guy.
0: Great surgery! Yeah, <laughs>
1: <then> ten thousand dollars. <laughs> so they uh, that process of taking out the gauze and suctioning that was the worst. That was worse, more worse than the surgery. Yeah, it was. It was so, like, they gave me a bunch of pills and they did nothing. It was, like, the worst pain (laughs) I've ever been in. Oh, my God. Uh, Except for one other thing, maybe. But uh, I cut part of my thumb off and the bandage, like, healed to it. And I had to pull the bandage off of that.
2: What's the first part? You you tell these great tales very
1: quickly. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, watch my stand-up, not a
2: storyteller. Yeah, you're like a helicopter person. You're giving me the, I don't want to talk because we're on the helicopter version of most... I I, I one time cut off my thumb.
1: I cut off part of my thumb. I was working in a kitchen. I was a cook. At a gay bar? At a gay bar for two years. My first two years in LA, I was a cook at a gay bar. Gay bar. Gay bar. Gay bar. bar. Which one? Didn't
2: know. Did it have a funny name?
1: You know what? They actually gave it a funny name. Gave it. I get it. I get it. Um, uh, no. No, explain it. I don't get it. Gay. Oh. Gay, gay and Gabe. Gabe.
2: Gabe. Very, very similar. Like Gabe Leadman. <laughs> very, very funny that he's gay. You know what? I said that Gabe. yesterday. You did not. <laughs> In my head. You did? Yeah, man. I say it to him all the time. I'm a, I'm a big believer of just being like, gay. Gabe, it's funny that you're gay. And your my girlfriend was like,
1: who's Gabe Leadman?" I was like, oh, he's a gay guy comic. Like, not as an insulting way. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, Gabe gay like that happened in my head
2: uh-huh and honestly course.
1: I've met him once so he, he he might get mad at me for no uh
2: no gay, okay. gay is one of the best one of my closest roommates ever. is
1: a gay guy so
2: okay how uh, many roommates do you have I uh,
1: have one other one it's my girlfriend
2: <laughs> you live with your girlfriend and another fellow. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah and another guy
2: <laughs> yeah. do I know the guy
1: yeah yeah should I say his name yeah it's one of those podcasts Jarrett Grody Jarrett
2: Grody you know him uh, now he's gonna have his feelings hurt.
1: No, that's fine. He uh I love
2: Jarrett Ryder. I love him from the seventeen.
1: <laughs> uh most people know him as he was in the pilot for undeclared. Uh huh. Yeah. He's uh he's a uh, he doesn't do stand up hardly at all anymore, but he was he wrote on the Jeselnik offensive.
2: Okay. So I probably ran into yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Jarrett. Jarrett. So you,
2: we have a lot of irons going, but I, I like it that way. <laughs> we totally do. You got do. The, the tip of your thumb cut off.
1: Cut the tip of my your thumb You got your roommates. Off. You got
2: a girlfriend. Got a girlfriend. You got dumped right as you began your career. Uh-huh, yeah. These are all good things. This is These like are good a, stories. A, <laughs> this is a shotgun
1: of, of oh, yeah. story opportunities. <laughs> yeah, Story-tunities. Um, you know what? I'm going to choose to go back to the stand-up one. Go ahead. Okay, so... Will you remember any of those? Uh, Yeah, you Got win. them all. You do? Got really? them all. I, you know, and, and some of them probably you know, I'll, I'll choose to not do because they're really not that good. Oh, that the stand-up you- one is better than me cutting my thumb off. That's basically the, the end of it. That's the tip of it, me cutting mm-hmm. my thumb <laughs> off.
2: <laughs> all right. Will you cut it off chopping up? Uh- Cilantro. So, The gayest of the herbs. <laughs> I mean, like you couldn't have picked. Oh, you know, a there are, yeah, herb. there
1: is more funny stuff about that job, but not me cutting my thumb. Well,
2: off. maybe we'll get we'll get to. It. Oh
1: man, you know what? Let's just get out of here. Forget it. Just turn the mics <laughs> off.
2: Yeah. Oh God.
1: Um, so I went what to was just, the name of
2: the gay bar. Oh, that's what I they remember. were going
1: to call it. The Gun. The Gun. And I was like, I literally I'd moved to town like two months before, and I was like, that's a dumb name. Yeah. And then uh, they ended up going with Saint Felix. Still exists.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, the guys who own that place also own another one called Foo Bar, which is more, a more wild "pull your dick out" type of bar. They have that too. Uh, they own two bars. One of them is like, "Let's
2: chill out and drink wine," and the other there, another one's a-
1: like, "Let's photocopy our dicks, like, <laughs> and have it, a competition." Does it
2: say that on Yelp? Like, what, what kind you're <laughs> fat, getting into? Yeah, fat dick. Uh, yeah, I, it should be Friday, but I think it's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? In the, it would have to be in the gay community. They have a fat the dick. The thickness of the dick. Yeah,
1: they have a competition. A photo. Uh, you know, uh, Do I, they really photocopy their dicks? Something like that, yeah.
2: Color? Um, I don't know. Are we squishing it? Is it like mashing? There's <laughs> glass. Well, if you want to win, yeah, you squish I, it. Somebody has... That has to be a fetish. I, 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 You know, I'm 34. The things that I haven't considered aren't that many. Yeah. But I've never considered... Because I've always thought it to be erotic to have somebody a a girl press her breasts against glass, Uh but I've never thought of a man squishing his dick on glass. It would have to be flaccid for more fun to get the balls involved, like like a little face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like an old man's face, (laughs) like your grandpa scaring you. You've never done
1: that while you're waiting in. You never smashed your dick against glass (laughs) at the
2: post office. (laughs) I do that. Have you? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I never. No, I don't believe. (laughs) I also don't. I don't. I don't believe that you. No, done I it. really have. Well, yeah. What circumstances did you smash your dick on glass? I don't really want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I live with my girlfriend, so uh, as as like a joke on her if she walks into Is the, this a window, uh, shower glass.
2: Okay, see, I didn't know you were dealing with shower glass. Yeah, now
1: we got wet shower glass, <laughs> and it's got that yeah <laughs> I'll I'll get her attention, and then uh, and you got the red
2: bush. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you got the highlighter. Do I? God's highlighter. <laughs> Man, we are all over yeah. the place. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Got the red bush. So she'll be in the
1: shower and you'll smush. Yeah, just to make her like not be happy. It's not like ooh, hey, right, right. Right. no, yeah. no, I get it. I actually
2: think that's one of the funnier things about female sexuality, and the and they can be turned on by something that also is disgusting. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it could go either way. It
1: totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's based on the energy I'm putting towards it. I completely agree. Because I'll be like, I'll do one thing, and it's like, what are you doing? Get your hands off! Of me. Right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you want me to act like I'm yeah.
2: different? Yeah. What's your intention? Yeah. What's your heart? What's the story? Yeah. What's behind this? Yeah. Maybe not what's the story, but like if you just like, even if a girl, although I'll, say, I'll say, I, this has never happened to me, but if a girl was being ridiculous uh-huh. and we had just had sex a bunch, so let's just say like, you know, you're not really horny anymore yeah. and you're in the shower and a girl comes in and, and pushes her vagina against <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> the shower glass, I still don't think <laughs> is this just because of cultural conditioning, or is it just that men are, are different? Or it's not all men, certainly. You'd bust your cock right through that glass. <laughs> JK, 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 JK. <laughs> no, but I still. I don't think there's a, there's circumstances where a straight girl will see a dick and be like, ew, and no one will be like, well, she's obviously gay. Yeah, yeah. But if a fella, you know, your girlfriend hides her vagina in a hot dog bun, and you're like, <laughs> time for off, and, and then there's her whole body and her vagina. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it wasn't just the vagina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're like, gross. People are like, oh, clearly Randy doesn't really like vagina. When, if we're being honest, this has come up on the show before, <laughs> vaginas can go either way. I've seen them look glorious, and I've seen them look a little strange. Yeah. The same one. Oh, okay. The same. I'm not talking about running into other ones. I'm just saying sometimes a vagina needs a second to put its face on.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of variables out there. <laughs> you know? Gravitational pull. Use. Moon phases. Moisture. Yeah. Heat. Uh, Yeah. Humidity. Moisture. Yeah. Are we in the bathtub? <laughs> well,
2: okay. Yeah. It's going to be different in there. Uh-huh. What's What style of... of uh of a vagina to begin with. Yeah, exactly. you know what style? <laughs> There's a lot of styles out there. There are to, different to styles, there are different Although uh you see more of the no you see more no pubes these days, I'll tell you that. Um not me. You're uh, oh. <laughs> JK JK JK. You can't just say JK 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 <laughs> after, after real things. That was a real thing. No, um, good, good for you. You, you don't want to say your girlfriend has a bush, but it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> No, I just meant the girls that I always cheat
1: on my girlfriend,
2: <laughs> Randy Be- Lit,
1: because my girlfriend has no bush. Right? I like to go out and find them, find a different style, bushwhack, yeah,
2: bushjack, bush, um, yeah, and that's a good style. Bush, go for it. It doesn't bother me, but it's it's not. I, I'm one of the. I guess I, I guess what we're saying is maybe I've grown accustomed to the nothing. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely the norm. I'd say it is um, a norm. I mean. Uh, Nobody's ever been doing something to the vagina and been like, "This would be better if I felt the tickle of whiskers." Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But
1: what if you have? Although some people do. What if you have an unpopular style of actual vagina? You can grow the bush <laughs> to mask that. Oh my god! Oh my god! So back god. to my stand up um, uh, First time on stage. Yeah. Drove to Spokane with a carload of friends. Why? Um, to watch. They you? were excited to watch me, and I was excited to do it. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those. Um,
2: Has that ever happened since?
1: (laughs) No. Not a single person has been excited. No, that's not true.
2: No, I'm the same way that I I just mean what I meant was I used to invite people to come. Yeah, yeah. And now I never would.
1: I invite people if I know it's going to be a decent enough show and it's someone who's never seen me do stand-up. Like if they're an outside of comedy friend.
2: All right. So we're in the car to to Spokane.
1: Yeah. Drive all the way there. Get to this club. Uh, Club doesn't exist anymore. Owner, uh... Ran it into the ground with a drug addiction. It's coke. Yeah. and it's always um,
2: Coke. Club owners love Coke. Yeah, yeah. Not all comedy clubs. I just mean anybody that owns a club it's, or, or a, like a bat, a small bat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> club owners. You, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, get there. Yeah. It's a Wednesday. Yep. And the, the lady says, oh, we, uh, we usually do our open mics on Sunday. We just started a Wednesday open mic. And this is, you know, one of the first weeks and no one is here to do it. And the guy who usually hosts it, um, I've told to not even bother because no one showed up. And I was like, oh, well, I just drove an hour and a half mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, well, that's disappointing. And she's like, you can go if you want. And I was like, just go up there. Like I've never done it before. I have a big notebook full of any idea ever.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> when you first write, you're like, yeah. I'm writing all of this down. Yeah, um, uh, isn't that a beautiful time? Yeah, I, you don't know any better. Yeah, I no keep, filter.
1: I keep myself from writing all sorts of stuff down now.
2: Well, you got that brain filter running, <laughs> there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Like this or that's stupid or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You'd be you'd do better. So I'm going to keep interjecting because no, I, I don't want your story to be over. It would be better if we just keep interjecting. Yeah, yeah. You know the artist way. Have you ever heard of the artist way? Oh no, what's that? It's a book. I don't even necessarily a book. It. See there, that's my uh, problem. <laughs> it's not one of the five.
1: Nope, one of the fi- nope, not one of the five. Koran, <laughs>
2: the Koran five times. Yeah, <laughs> under the banner of heaven. Yeah, yeah. you're pro <clears throat> anyway. Uh, the idea that uh, when you get up in the morning, you should just write, uh, write and write and write and write, mm-hmm. meaning like just get it out, just like allow yourself to become like oh, a river yeah. and let it flow and out of you. I know Berbiglia does that. Birbiglia, not necessarily the, the artist's way thing. He'll write and write and write and write. Just get it out and like go back and select. Chicken, mm-hmm. chicken selects.
1: Yeah, that's smart. I've it just is. recently started trying to really write more. But mm. by that I mean like writing down three sentences every couple days. Yeah. It's really, it's a, <laughs> my writing is success. really not that aggressive. Yeah, but uh, I'd be surprised if it were yeah twitter i I mean twitter kind of does what i my writing style is
2: it's worth going back the old tweets every once in a while yes that's it's like this guy writes exactly in my voice yeah yeah um so you go on you you're in the position of do i go on or don't
1: i yeah yeah and i was like well i could have done this in my living room it's just my friends yep but i'm
2: here and there's a pa
1: yeah there's a pa and um i said okay i'll do it uh yeah, there was a table of people in the other room eating dinner. I don't know who chooses to eat at a, a stand-up comedy club on an off night, but they were eating dinner. I asked People
2: the, that just hit a body. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it
1: and they're not thinking straight. They're like, something normal. Uh, the chuckle vault. It's called The Brick Wall. The Brick Wall. Which is uh, smart, very smart. Um, they brought that group of people, probably five people, and I asked her to bring the cooks out. So, the 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 balls on this kid. Yeah, I was feeling real confident. Not a single person around me had ever done stand up. So, I'm the bravest one out of everyone. So, I said, bring
2: the cooks out. I mean, true, but how odd.
1: Yeah, very, yeah. I don't know. I was probably just super nervous. How old? Oh, huh. Let's see. Probably like 24, 25. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that sounds about right 23, 24, 25. Um, One of those. Not all of yeah. us. And, uh, and that she goes, okay, go ahead. And I was like, don't you think she's supposed to introduce me? Like I was like, I'm just going to walk up there. So I made her introduce me. Wow. And then I did everything that was – I had like on my way there, I was like, I have 10 minutes planned. What I thought was 10 minutes. And I was like, well, I have all the time in the world. So I just went through my notebook and did whatever I could Jeez. muster up the breath. You know, I like you get short of breath. You yeah, can't this is finish like the a, thought. It's like a
2: Paul Bunyan story, <laughs> like a tall tale. Uh, yeah. And Then he went up with his notebook and did thirty minutes. I just minutes. did it, and I and wait. So now, see, you're doing the helicopter version again. Tell <laughs> me, and I did thirty minutes of stand up, and we drove home. What I mean, you really? went up and you got a laugh on your first joke? Definitely not the first joke, but I had a few
1: good jokes. I had um, there's a few jokes I feel like that. You know there might be a few that exist in there that I've revisited at least or mm. done sort of recently a few good structured shorter jokes you know when yeah. I first started I mean I'd say my stand up was was uh because of my joke writing. I had no real personality on stage, mm. and then till recently. Those have met, I feel like. I'm feeling confident in what makes me funny in my real life has Mm -hmm. met my writing. And not to say my writing is, like, the world's best thing in the world, but they're jokes.
2: They're short jokes. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what you were doing then, short jokes? Definitely, yeah. That makes the story make a little bit more sense. Uh Uh-huh. The... I feel like a situation, I'm not taking credit away from it, no, but uh-huh. if you were just going up and being like, so what, it's Randy, and uh, I live in, uh, you know, <laughs> Oregon, I mean, you guys know that, but-, but if you're going up and going like, toasters are the only thing that it's just called the verb <clears throat> of what it does, and then they can laugh. You
1: yeah, know? no, I mean, it was a little bit all over the place, I didn't know what I was, so I, there were a few kind of longer attempts, there were a few kind of like... You visualize yourself being more physical and yep. more like confident and more like in the in the Isn't swing that, of things, yes. which doesn't exist.
2: Isn't that a strange oh, uh, yeah. thing that want to be uh, not not want to be in the bad way, but uh, uh, what is the word? Asp- people aspiring, yeah, yeah, people aspiring to be. There's a word though, aspirational, maybe whatever comedians sit around and fantasize what would it be like to hold the attention of 300 uh, people you write you
1: write for the big crowd you write for the big crowd where like and then you're instantly thrown into years of not having big
2: crowds that's ah uh, so funny yeah well that that's something that I would do when I was doing all that writing I uh-huh. would be like you know, I'd analyze comedy albums, but all those comedy albums were like 2,000-seat theaters. And yeah. it's Bill Cosby coming out and being like, my wife. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Cosby's not funny, but nobody gives a shit about you or I. Totally
1: true. And also just the silence between things can really slam on the brakes of like your uh, your whole physical physical body yeah. and brain. And you're just like, no one's saying anything. Yeah. That took me so long To be okay with, like, silence. Like, every – and that's part of the reason I'm not a great storyteller. I feel like I could probably tell a story and it would be all right now. But I want to get to a laugh so soon Mm. because I'm scared, (laughs) you know. So, like, the short jokes did that.
2: Well, look at at what people are afraid of. I'm still struck with how when I have an offset. When I get off stage, my armpits have secreted a smell that honestly is like reserved to alert your family to rescue you. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's not a be. It almost smells like your armpits pissed and they were dehydrated. It's a bad smell. I've never had anyone else notice it. Maybe they're being kind, but I'm also like putting my face in my shirt, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. Because the second you get off, yeah. Did I have a good set? Did I have a bad set? Let's tell. Let's go to the pits. But this still happens. I think it it's I think that's one of the reasons even though I do it I'm fascinated with your story and just our craft is that like failing at a painting is people being like that painting stinks or or not being moved by it. Mm-hmm. Failing at stand up is like a pheromonal hormonal, oh, god, yeah. Chemical in real time death like experience. Yeah. Totally. So tell me more. <clears throat> Uh, you say, when you went up, did you did you do a little like, hey, thank you so much, thank you, or did you just do a joke?
1: Trying to think. I don't know. I don't know what the first handful of things I said. I know I had a few shorter jokes. I know I had a few things that I thought were so clever that weren't, and... Um, do you remember any of those? Um,
2: ugh. <laughs> An example of a bad joke I used to tell, I only told it once, mm. was... uh. And it was a short joke. I go, some of you might recognize me. Uh, Some of you might be cognizing me for the first time. It's such a, like, writer joke because the word recognize is recognize. Mm -hmm. And I remember just a specific type of failure to the short joke. Yeah, yeah. To the type of jokes you do. And when they don't work, they really don't work.
1: Yeah, because then they're no... Yeah, like, that's another thing, trying to, like, was that
2: it? Does that lead to something? Because that could be funny if it leads to something. You're reminding me... Absolutely. Yeah. You're reminding me also of, in those early years... Sometimes you do the set. This was one of the most heartbreaking things ever. I did the setup of a joke, and then the punchlines weren't the funny part. I was doing that, and I was so Seinfeldy when I started. I'm on stage. I'm in Boston. I'm in Cambridge. At the Hong Kong, and uh, one of the first times I went up ever, and I was like, uh, I think I said, I was like, I was watching The Sopranos. I was thinking about it. Throughout history, before the mafia, what we had for organized crime really was pirates, and everyone died laughing. Probably because that's like an absurd premise. Like that's yeah, just yeah. like a stupid and forced way to bring up pirates. Mm-hmm. And then, like instead of like going with that, or, or even knowing that that was like what they were laughing at, <laughs> I just kind of was like, "Isn't it weird that pirates put up a flag fifty miles <laughs> to right shore? Like, hey, <laughs> hide, hide your material wealth, we're coming!" And everyone was like, "Uh, oh, zero. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just such a weird time. You don't know. You don't know what's funny. No, you totally don't. <clears throat>
1: I mean I had I had a few like one liners that were like one liners, you know. One line. Yeah, yeah. Where like uh I usually I usually do a juggling act but I don't have the balls. Like one liners. Wow. Like like complete one liners, but then how do you tell a story after a one liner? Speaking you know? of juggling
2: <laughs> Well that that's one of the problems. Just, you know, it's not really, I don't really have a problem with that style. But one of the reasons why that style has never spoken to me yeah. is because it does feel limited. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Dimitri, uh, when he used, Dimitri Martin, when he would come by the and I remember he and I would talk briefly, which was a big deal to me. Yeah. He was talking about how he, like, yearned to just go on stage and talk the way that, you know, some of these other guys mm-hmm. would do. I, which seemed absurd to me because I was like, "You're like a thing. People know what you're going to do, and people reward you for it." Mm-hmm. Every other schlub is going up and just talking. Yeah, but uh, it, it is it is a little bit weird. You, if you, if something happened to you on the way to a show, it would be hard for you, unless you did it at the beginning of your set to really talk about it.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's something in the last few years that's been really. If someone said something in the audience, it's like, "Well, I have nothing." to say back to you. <laughs> right. I can't respond and my attempts to respond were bad. Yeah. So it's like just stick to exactly what you thought you were going to say mm. whereas being in the moment like I took about a couple years away. I mean, I did some stand up, but really doing a lot of other stuff that wasn't stand up. And uh like and, what like <clears throat> I worked with another uh, comedian, actor, did a kind of a two-person, super improvised. Like, once a week, we would basically interrupt a comedy show. And it was very in the moment. It was sketchy. We would come up with an idea, but it was very... What do you mean you'd interrupt? We would knock on the side door of this theater and... Planned? Mm-hmm. I mean, the host knew we were going to do it. Uh-huh. And eventually... I mean, we did it for like three or four years, so eventually <laughs> the show knew what was going to happen. They just didn't know when... And once we would enter, it would just be a whole whatever world we had created.
2: Wait, so you might be interrupting somebody's set? Or no, no, it we always knew it was the host. The host.
1: Unless we had like a friend that was on the show, and we would right. create a bit with them. So it was all these bits that we would come up with, but it was very real as far as the the, the playing field is, this is a comedy show. It's not like, ooh, we're in a, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're in a whatever. See, not a good improv. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are. Yeah, yeah. But that has really made me be more in the moment. Not to sound like a idiot talking about his own comedy, but
2: you have any idea what podcast you're on right now?
1: <laughs> um, but it, it has made me, you know, bridge the gap between kind of. Completely planned and yeah. and feeling funny in the moment, which is very re- rewarding to someone who'd never had that.
2: So you you diagnosed that you were like, I am just going up and I'm not really being in the moment and then you were like, I'm gonna do some things deliberately to stretch out no, my No, I think
1: it just happened. Oh. And then in the last year when I was like, Okay, I'm gonna start really working on my stand up again, it just really was like, This is so much more fun to to be like, I have a plan, but then it didn't I didn't stick to it necessarily. But have that choice to really be in the moment and develop. I mean, that's a, one way to develop new things on stage is just based on what's happening. Of course. But. uh <clears throat> So where are you at now? Are you still doing kind of quicker jokes? You know, shorter, shorter jokes. Yeah. It's, it's like I, I do shorter jokes, but they don't seem there's no abrupt, like, it doesn't seem abrupt and weird. You know what I mean? That was like the, to do short jokes for 30 minutes can be really terrible mm-hmm. to watch. Because then eventually you're like, okay, sat up, punch, yeah. line. Um, so I have shorter jokes, but I also have kind of weird longer. And longer for me is like three or four minutes. That's mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, That's long for anybody, I
1: think. Uh, just weird like I I propose on stage and it leads to all these different things. Like there's there's all these weird things that aren't necessarily jokes. Like I have a I have a book of shoe designs. <laughs> I have, um, and it's like that. Uh, like a kind of a one liner leads to that bit, and then mm-hmm. it's just like this thing that is weird. But it always you know those are very like oh should I just quit doing this uh, right now? I didn't get a laugh at this moment, but they're very like oh. Now nah, I'm done. I've done them enough. I'm confident enough to know that they lead somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, the proposal bit is just like I lie a whole bunch. Yeah, I propose and then I, and then I say no. I'm just joking.
2: Well, you're a little bit of a you're a little bit of a prankster. Uh, a little. I'm not bit. trying to lead you in. I just, no. You're, you're, you're friends with my friend uh, Brandon Walsh. Yeah, yeah. And he's also a prankster. Yeah,
1: we both have similar things that really crack us up. There's something so pure about that, you know, when you're, like, a little kid and you do something that really makes you laugh and and whatever, whether it's, like, calling someone and and just being dumb. Yeah. And maybe it's not that funny, but there's so much joy in it that it's, like, it's the greatest thing to try to harness as a grown-up, as a semi-grown-up. Yeah. Being able to, like, really find that again. Yeah. Where where you go to stand-up shows all the time and less and less things are funny to you. But to have that moment where you're really hurting yourself from laughing mm-hmm. is like, oh, how can we do that always? Yeah, and it's um, it's by tricking people by <laughs> by being rascals. Yeah, just by it's silliness. It's silliness. It's right, just being silly. Right. And um, but
2: although you know the rascally stuff that you guys do uh, or, or that I've heard of, I, when I what, you know you just completely won me over. <laughs> so we're not about to debate. I'm actually yeah. just like you're completely right. I don't know when I became Dennis the Menace's father and I'm I'm always like the guy that doesn't really care for pranks no I get it and I, I feel this I, I totally relate to that too because I, I don't ever put a bullseye
1: on someone all, all the right. things that I feel like I've done have just been like oh this is too good what, what do I do next yeah whereas I don't I don't like the I don't punch people in the balls you no know? no 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 and i don't like the idea of knowing someone wants to punch me in the balls. that's like the word remember when jackass was like the thing yeah i had groups of friends that just wanted to, to punch you in the balls yeah and i was like i don't want to hang out at all yeah Because yeah, yeah. i just can't stop thinking about right. it. it
2: literally is something you would see in the zoo like the chimpanzees oh, in the zoo. And, and you'd just be like get these get that one ball hitting chimpanzee <laughs> The fuck out of here! Let him have his oh, own. Oh man, but I just yeah, I'm not I'm not one
1: for messing with people. Right. Really, I mean, I've done a few things that are I think are funny, but not in the way like fairly victimless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I, I'm I feel, I start feeling bad at certain moments during them. I'm a person, you know. Yeah,
2: but. Well I remember that uh brendan uh that he got pranked and he shaved his beard yeah, see that's that's the thing that that breaks my and you know Brendan is a rascal huh so I guess he could be like you know he he had it coming or whatever because he enjoys pranking other people. But I, I just remember seeing him and hearing about him at that time. You know, he has a beard. He's always had a beard. And then they told him he had a part on Conan and he needed to shave his beard. Yeah. Then he shaved his beard and everyone's uh-huh. like, just kidding. And then you, you, there's nothing worse than a shorn man who's just like had the rug pulled out from him. And uh-huh. that's when I'm just like, I'm not I'm not on this earth no, to do that. To I don't like
1: that either. And, and, and whatever, people say that it's like that specific instance. Oh, he did something to someone and right. he had it coming. And I'm like... When I, like, the recent thing with Kyle Canane, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about oh, it.
2: Oh, I, you know, I did Google you. Okay. So go ahead and, <laughs> can you tell me, I know you've talked about it a couple of places. I saw yeah, the yeah. first three hits were talking about paste, picante, salsa. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I don't know what happened. So if you're feeling like, oh, everyone's heard this, not everyone okay, reads yeah, yeah. the blogs I'll, we do.
1: Here's, uh, here's how I can condense it. You're already a
2: helicopter storyteller.
1: I will condense it. You're just going to go, I pranked Kyle. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, me and Kyle aren't talking anymore. <laughs> Wait, did he get <laughs> no, mad? No, no, I, he was a little bit bummed for a, a while, and I was I was really wanting to make sure things were cool. But we're fine. We're totally cool. <laughs> Tell me what happened. So what happened was, uh, <laughs> Kyle woke up one day and had noticed that two very old tweets about Pace Picante, ten <laughs> month old tweets, had been favorited. By the Pace Picante <laughs> on Twitter, and he was like, "Why? That's so weird." Uh, so why did he know that that had happened? That's interesting. Because they, he probably got an email. <laughs> Sometimes you get an email. So it yeah. has enough followers. You get an email yeah. saying that this person liked it or sure. whatever. So he screen grabbed the photo of his two tweets that that showed that Pace Picante had favorited them and posted that screen grab mm-hmm. and said, "You're doing it all wrong, Pace." And then Pace favorited that tweet, and then he, he screen-grabbed that, and, he, and then he said, let me try something, and then he wrote something outlandish and, and negative about Pace Picante, and then they favorited that. And then he wrote another negative thing about Pace Picante, and they favorited that. And he was like, ah, Pace Picante, you really need humans running your Twitter account. And then throughout this, every person that favorited any of those tweets that he was doing or commented or retweeted, Pace Picante then followed <laughs> and favorited their tweets about Pace. And everyone was losing their minds because they're like... This
2: is a good one. Pace (laughs) Bacante
1: was like this weird lurking monster that wouldn't say anything but would force emails upon you by favoriting and following. And everyone was getting scared and weirded out by it. And Kyle just started unleashing these tweets about Pace Bacante worships Lucifer, Pace Bacante, you know, this and that. And then at a certain point... Uh, once everyone had gathered to notice, because every time Pace followed someone else, they reached out to Kyle and said, "Pace just followed me." And then it was like this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, Pace <laughs> stopped doing that. Pace tweeted uh, an apology saying, "We just experienced uh, a technical glitch. We apologize." And um, and then direct messaged Kyle saying, um, "We would really appreciate it if you deleted those tweets." Um, and thank you in advance.
2: Kyle responded with... Uh, so Kyle was following Pace Picante. At he, the, started following he started following So he could point. then message them.
1: Yeah. Well, Pace Picante messaged Kyle. Kyle yeah. Um, but he had to... Yeah. So he followed Pace
2: <laughs> during this.
1: And then uh, Pace Picante <laughs> sent him a direct message asking him to delete them. And then um, he responded with, well, how about some free salsa, basically? And... Um, And then he screen-grabbed that direct message conversation and tweeted it.
3: How about some...
1: And And then Pace Picante said, Well, I can definitely see what we can do. What's your address... And then he said, well, this seems sketchy. How about we meet somewhere in Texas? And then was screen grabbing all of this stuff and posting it. And then Pace Picante said, stop
0: saying Pace Picante. (laughs) Stop saying Pace Picante.
2: (laughs) At Pace? No, no, it's good. Okay, Keep Uh, saying Pace Picante. Uh, I just want you to know that every time you (laughs) say it, it's funny.
1: Uh, And then Pace Picante (laughs) (laughs) Uh, says, listen, our lawyers have just informed me that we shouldn't send you anything and that bribery with salsa is still bribery. (laughs) And then Kyle, uh, I'm not sure what the back and forth was at that certain moment. Basically, this guy, Eric, who worked for Pace, was talking to Kyle. Basically? Basically. (laughs) um, You know, he was signing his name, Eric, after each thing he said. Mm. And then... um, eventually he got nowhere with Kyle so he handed it off to Miles which is a different person that worked for Pace <laughs> Miles then says uh you know basically offers him salsa again and then Kyle says bribery for salsa is still bribery and then is like pace he he's uh <laughs> he's he's copying uh these direct messages and showing them on his twitter and everyone starts following this interaction between a company and a comedian um eventually Miles uh loses his cool a little bit hmm. and uh, <laughs> says some rude things to Kyle and then Sharon has to step in and sends Miles home and uh, Kyle's like, what happened to Miles? I want to talk to Miles Miles has been sent home and then he says I want to talk to Eric then and then, and then quickly says hey, this is, uh, you know Miles went home, Sharon said you wanted to talk to me Eric, but then spelled Eric wrong and then quickly spelled it right and then he was like, yeah, right, Sharon Sharon was lying as Eric and then so a l- lot of things like this are happening and he's po- he's posting all of them this on his like Twitter like the weird
2: soap opera book we read in Spanish class yeah Dos eventually caminos. the
1: real Eric shows back up handles it and says Miles has been sent home don't worry about him but then really quickly in the same direct message in all caps Miles has signed on to the pace Twitter from home and in all caps says they're gonna fire me tomorrow but they can't fire me I quit fuck you and then Eric says, "Miles, you're not fired. Let's talk tomorrow. I'm changing the These password." These are all going to Kyle. These are all going just to Kyle. <laughs> and then Kyle's showing all of them. And then uh, and then says, "Miles was sent home, and also all of us are about to go home. So we'll talk about this tomorrow." An hour later, uh, Miles goes at home, creates <laughs> his own Twitter account, and reaches out to Kyle. And um Hugh. and Kyle says, "Miles, I don't believe this is really Miles." Show me a picture of your paste. Uh, Miles sends him a picture of his middle finger and says, you know, how's this? Like, I'm done proving myself. Direct deposit. None of your business. I quit. And then Miles hacks into the Pace Picante site and says, they changed their password, but back to what it used to be. Uh, direct deposit. Not going down quietly. I quit.
2: Those are the hashtags?
1: Yeah. <laughs> to, to prove to Kyle that it's the real Miles. And then he says, hey, Kyle, watch this. And then from Pace Picante writes, Kyle Canane sucks. As Pace Picante. Those are quickly deleted by Pace Picante. <laughs> Miles says, <Stop> <laughs> Miles says, okay, they changed the password again this time. I don't know it. Um, if I wasn't fired before, I definitely am now. Kyle starts direct messaging Miles being like, dude, I thought this was... At, at this point, Kyle thought it was a viral marketing thing. They They took a bad situation and tried to make it... Uh, interesting. Yes. But then he's like, oh no, I thought you guys were all in on this. Did you really just quit? And Miles says, you know, I've been going through a rough patch. I was probably going to get fired anyways. And then Miles' account is suspended. And then he directs Pace Picante and Pace Picante says, we're still looking into this because he's like, this is getting out of hand. And he's like, we're looking into this. It seems like someone within the company created a fake Twitter account for Miles to try to get him fired. And that the real Miles is very apologetic and wants his job back. And we're going to, and so then he's like, Pace says, We're going to make an announcement really soon. And then Pace tweets, you know, a couple apologies and then says, You know, if you're following our situation, Miles was sent home. He's not fired. Um, And up to this point, Pace Picante hadn't tweeted really at all. Everything was through Kyle, Kyle showing this conversation. Yeah. And then um, Kyle says, or Pace Picante tweets, "Miles, uh, we love Miles." And um, someone within the company has created a fake Twitter account, pretending to be Miles to get him fired. And we're going to deal with her uh, eventually. Oh, it's a her. Oh, it's Sharon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sharon's already proven herself to be a liar, and then and then says, you know, you know. Uh, we appreciate everyone. You know, we told Miles, because Kyle started a hashtag, Bring Back Miles, and it got a lot of traction. Typical Miles. and um, It did? Yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo and, like, John McCain's daughter and uh, Red Vines, the company Red Vines, created, like, a vine where it was, like, stop animation of Bring Back Miles in Red Vines.
2: No! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everyone, no. was, everyone was talking about Why it. Why is that the part that impressed me the well, most? Well, I just thought it was funny That's, that someone I did. would spend
1: their time to do that.
2: It did. Bring um, back Miles.
1: And then says, we told Miles, um, you know, Miles is in tears right now over the whole thing. And uh, he still has a job with Pace. And, and you know, in the meantime, we're going to delete our Twitter account until we can figure all this out. Signed, Eric. And everyone was just like, well said, Eric. <laughs> and then everyone kept piling in. And then at midnight, the, the account was deleted. And then so the backstory is I created a Pace Picante Twitter (laughs) account (laughs) four months ago, not to prank Kyle, but I just created it. I created a handful of of company uh, Twitter accounts just to see how long I could run them as if they were real Yeah, until the real company was like companies that didn't have Twitter accounts. Yeah. Pace Picante is owned by Campbell's, which is a larger company that doesn't (laughs) bother. No one has the word pace on their shirt anymore, you know? (laughs) And so it lasted four months, and every couple weeks. Oh, a
2: lot of people that go to Pace University. (laughs) Is
1: Is that a a university? It is. Okay. Um, And just fans of the salsa probably have made their own shirts at home. Um, But uh, yeah, so you know, every couple weeks. It was you. It was me. I would sign into this account, and I would tweet things that Pace would tweet. I would retweet.
2: That's what makes it a long con. Is you would just. Positive pace tweets,
1: favoriting things, retweeting things, reaching out to people, telling them thank you, um, asking people to show me a picture of their favorite recipes
2: <laughs> using pace uh, as pace picante.
1: Yeah, created and I. I no, I
2: mean the recipes
1: include. Oh yes, pace. yes. Yeah. You know, just giving suggestions to people about what they could do. Like the most recent tweet was add a, add a scoop of paste to any super stew to spice things up. Hashtag you're welcome. And little things that a company would do. <laughs> But it was only because I wanted to see how long I could do it until someone in an
3: off-
1: <laughs> until someone in an office was like, "Hey, who runs our Twitter? I have a question." And, like, I wanted them to believe that they were running it and spend a whole day emailing each other to only find out that no one does. And then I wanted to ha- have someone contact me and be like, "Will you please delete this?" And have me be in a position to be like, "Why?" <laughs> And then be like, okay, I'm sorry. Right. You know, I didn't want to cause them any trouble. Yeah. I just thought that was funny.
2: <laughs> the, the emailing, the inner office emails. <laughs> just being a bunch like,
1: of people that are confused yeah. for a whole day. Yeah. Because some guy did it. Yeah. And um, but, but then what happened was, you know, that morning I woke up. I looked at a few of my accounts and they'd been like, w- my other one was suspended. Just nothing bad happened. What do you mean? I created another account for Band-Aid brand.
2: And it got suspended. And by, it just got suspended by but, Twitter. Yeah, they had figured it out probably,
1: and they were like, Band Aid Brand doesn't have a Twitter. This
2: guy's a rascal.
1: Yeah, Johnson and Johnson has a Twitter, but not Band Aid Brand. And then I was like, Well, my days are numbered probably, and I'm kind of bored with the whole thing. And I saw Ky- I had searched Pace in the morning, and I saw Kyle tweeted something forever ago and I was like, "Ah, I bet he'll get a kick out of this." And I just favorited his tweet. Not thinking it would extend into a 10-hour thing where I couldn't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the second he retweeted it, I, you know, I favorited that and so on and just kept getting new layers in this idea yeah. that it, that just kept developing. It wasn't it wasn't like, aha, Kyle." And I was, the reason I kept doing it was because it was Kyle. I like Kyle. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I got worried that he would be a little bit mad, but we've never had any bad blood. Chicago! We love each other. Me and Kyle really do Randy. get away. <laughs> Randy! He, he was, <laughs> the whole time. Did he uh, get ma- so he got mad. He, you know, when I told him, uh, he was, uh... How could you do this to me? Uh, uh hey, buddy.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> we just want to drive with Kyle. Yeah.
1: Uh, those are your pace, uh, those pace. He says, your I, pace? Got, I got Southwest catfished um he was he was like confused and shell-shocked and then he was taco shell-shocked he was (laughs) he was mad because you know he had a great day and then only to find out it was fake and that now now the spotlight wasn't just on him it was also going to be on me eventually Mm. and it was just this thing that he thought was so great and it is great he got a lot of new Twitter followers over the whole thing. He did? Yeah, he got like six or 7,000 new Twitter followers. That's quite a bit. How
2: many people were following Pace?
1: Uh, only like 4,000, but they were <laughs> fake. I would bought them. At, uh, when I first opened the account, I bought uh, some fake Twitter followers. How do you do that? There's a whole bunch of shitty websites out there. You can just buy them. They're all robots, and eventually you start losing them. Um, I paid like twenty five bucks, and I got like five thousand of them.
0: No yeah,
1: way! Yeah. I, mean, I did have some real ones. Anytime I would like reach out to someone, they would generally follow me back. I also here's a trick: if you are pathetic, uh, you can search uh, hashtag I follow back. And just follow all of those sons of guns, and they'll follow you back. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. There's a bunch of people that don't understand what Twitter is for, and they all they want is followers. So that they just are like their whole thing is they follow back because they want to get a bunch. Of, so it's a whole bunch of people who follow back following each other. Oh. So if you just reach out, I mean, you would never want to follow those people. Yeah. They tweet the most worst garbage ever. <laughs> but if you're a fake salsa company, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Or representing a real salsa company, but yeah, that's you know that's the story. I told Kyle that night. He was pretty bummed about it. Next day, he was getting all these uh, Campbells. The next day, announced that it was um, not them.
2: Wait, they they addressed it.
1: Yeah, because no one had said it. It was Sunday. For some reason, no one was saying nope. This isn't. It was weird. It just happened, and it went on for ten hours or so. Uh, you know, I went. I woke up. I left once to get burritos uh and i came home and my girlfriend was like it's my work potluck thing and i was like i can't um there's a new twist and uh sharon is to blame and oh my I, and god i can't leave the house and she's like yeah yeah i'll tell my boss you're sick um
2: she understood yep you're just a lunatic <laughs> I was like web of lies. I was
1: showing her my iPad. I was like,
2: "Look, I spelled Eric wrong." Oh, this is gonna be so good. (laughs) Wait, that was on purpose. Oh
1: yeah, to (laughs) make to make him think that it was Sharon. Um, I
2: can't believe he didn't see it.
1: Oh, I did all sorts of. You know, it was a it was a game of making things be unbelievable but to the point where they're not too unbelievable Mm -hmm. because then a comedian comedian would want to highlight these things that are so silly if it's just normal weirdness then it's maybe not that funny but they're like today spaghettios i don't know if you saw this the only reason i saw it is because people are now tweeting to me being like are you running the spaghettios twitter Uh. spaghettios tweeted uh let's take a moment to remember pearl harbor and then they added a, a picture and the picture was their cartoon logo of a SpaghettiO holding an American flag with a big smile. And it was w- just weird. Yeah, that is weird. And everyone was like, what? What yeah. the fuck? Everyone is like, everyone's response is like, I just screen grabbed this <laughs> like it's before it gets deleted. Yeah. Because it's just like, why would SpaghettiOs just throw their logo <laughs> onto a remembrance of, you know, it's just very weird and inappropriate. Not, maybe but that not, was real. That was real. Yeah. So, like companies do do weird things that they are do. not, I mean, that one I don't think was like rude or inappropriate. I know what you're saying, but, but just.
2: Well, when Snickers is like on 9 yeah. 11, never forget, always satisfies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking beat it. You're a peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. People fuck
1: up at these companies. So he was just like, oh, I got the, the golden fuck up. Yeah. And every time they say something else, it's just digging. All the articles that are written about it are like, you know, Company's social media team implodes and everyone's just like
2: what a bunch of idiots and it got a lot of coverage
1: it did yeah by that night there was a huffington post article there was stuff on buzzfeed there was stuff on gawker by the next day everyone had covered it cnn wrote an article about it no yeah <laughs> everyone is i mean and I now all of these articles are up top saying update it was a joke by a comedian on another comedian. Right. And now there's a few new articles. It
2: almost would have been better if it had been you on, like, Rob Lowe or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just happened to be Kyle. Yeah. You know?
2: How random. Someone you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have gotten as much traction if it was just someone who didn't have a lot of Twitter followers. Right. But it uh, it happened to be Kyle, and he happened to really play the game. Mm. He started posting everything. I would have run into a whole bunch of roadblocks if he wasn't so willing to show it. Right. And once he finally was like, this is crazy, I can't post these anymore, I finally had to step in and wrap the story up with five final tweets as like, this is the (laughs) ending, this is what happened. I was hoping to tell that through him, but he had been like, I maybe have lost someone their job. Oh yeah, you know, well, he got started getting really stressed out and oh, didn't my, like it. My, my blue collar fan base. Yeah, he, he told he he, like this. he told Miles to to stand, you know, stand with the hashtag. To you know, just ride that hashtag. You'll get your job back. And he's like, No, oh, no, I'm. I want to move. And I, I, you know, this job wasn't right for me. And no,
2: just yeah. you, just me, man. Um, a bit, a bit much. It's so funny. I feel like that scene in uh, Goodwill Hunting where he goes off and off about the NSA and why he doesn't want to work for the NSA. And I've just listened to this whole story. And the same question that uh, Dr. Robin Williams asks is, do you feel alone? <laughs> it's like, it's like here you are. You're doing this. Uh-huh. Then the other interactions I have with you are like, the French press of Bel Air. Uh-huh,
1: yeah. <laughs> that was an attempt to... Uh, that, was a, that was really just a tweet that I was like... I thought I... you
2: were making them.
1: No, no. It was just something that I thought would be a funny image and maybe people would try to... Get behind it and make it viral. I don't know. The whole viral thing is an interesting thing to me. This one just happened to kind of do that. Yeah. It did? The not the French Press of of Bel Air. The whole French press did not the Pace Picante Twitter thing.
2: The French Press of Bel Air was a French press dressed like Will Smith from the French press. Yeah, it's just a it's a
1: word it's a food pun. Yeah. And that's fifty percent of my comedy is food puns.
2: (laughs) It really is. Really? Oh yeah.
1: I'm just, you know, I used to cook in restaurants, and now I work with coffee. I have a day job.
2: <laughs> I have a day. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Well, see, that that's why I, I'm asking is here's here's someone who's clearly super hilarious, but you have these interests that are kind of like off-road. Yeah. That doesn't make them not good. Yeah, yeah. But you're not sitting around necessarily like, again, to bring up Dimitri. I remember Dimitri would hypothesize these like T-shirt ideas or, uh-huh. or different things that you could kind of see someone being like, Oh, we'll do that. You are are spending your day as a fake salsa account, <laughs> or, and I'm not putting you down. Or, no, 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 no. or, or asking me to retweet your French press of Bel Air photo. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually thought. See, I actually thought you were making it to say, and I was like, oh, Randy's no. trying to make this thing and get rid of your day job. But again, I'm not putting a uh, value judgment on mm-hmm. having a day job and yeah, yeah. doing comedy that you think is is great yeah. and obviously is very funny and the uh, the integrity of that uh, of an artist. But uh, wh- wh- how do you feel? Do you feel? Are you waiting to be like, "Hey, get me out of this coffee shop"? Or are you like, happy? Um, "Are you happy?" Yeah,
1: you know, I'd say up until just recently, I you know, and I still feel this way. It's like, well, what am I going to do? I can't just quit my job and not make any money. Like if I was making money in in comedy, sure, I would obviously want to do that. But it's a it's uh, you know, everyone runs into it. It's a weird transition, and you either just get lucky or you. Or you struggle for a
2: while. You mean the transition to full time?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because like where I'm at right now, I could I could go around featuring, but how much money is in that? Not a lot.
2: I would. You and I've said many many times on this show. I'm actually. I think if my show has any influence, I'm depleting the number of people that will uh, go out yeah. and be full time features. Because that's something that's very close to my heart, which is you're better off in a Portland, you're better off in a Seattle, you're better off in an uh-huh. LA or a Boston, uh, just being in the local scene, yeah. working. I literally always say working in a coffee shop. Then you are. People get obsessed with putting the word comedian on their on their tax form. Yeah, yeah, and that's stupid.
1: Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, that's that's why. Like, I, I would not be able to make enough money doing just that. Yeah, but I would gain. You know, just from the few weekends that I've done in the last probably six months, I've really gained a lot from them. Just the repetition, the, the longer sets and yeah. doing, doing six or seven shows in a weekend. Of course. Well, yeah, there's And that. then, you know, that's what's led. Like, I did... A weekend in San Francisco with Chelsea Peretti, and it was amazing. And Mm. then a whole new bit developed that I love, and now it's my favorite thing, and it wouldn't have happened if I didn't do that. Of course.
2: I'm not talking about that. I'm glad you actually brought that up. Going out with someone you like and going out occasionally is a wonderful thing. That working in a coffee shop affords you. That's Mm. why I don't think you should necessarily do do something that's too demanding. Mm -hmm. This just came up on the, uh, which episode, What Jonah Ray episode, talking about the integrity of of doing a job that's not too uh, taxing Mm -hmm. so that you can pursue your art. Yeah. But I would say that sometimes the pursuit of the art is the thing that's too taxing to help you. Like driving around constantly touring the Midwest from one thing to the other thing, those stories always kind of break my heart a little bit. Yeah, Um,
1: I would have a hard time doing that.
2: Yeah. I would like. But it would also dry you up. I would
1: like one or two things going on in a month, though. Of course. That would feel
2: great. I think that's perfect. Yeah. But, you you know, if you went on the road full time, even if you went with somebody, and you're just opening for somebody in, you know, biker bars and stuff, Mm. you're going to stop showing diagrams of shoes. Yeah. You're just going (laughs) to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, funny that you say that. The last kind
1: of longer thing that I did uh, in a town that didn't like me, (laughs) the shoes were the only thing they liked. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they liked those shoes. (laughs) Nothing else, though. (laughs) Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. Tell me, what,
2: what's your girlfriend do?
1: She uh, she works at a... What does she do? Let me call her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They don't talk a lot anymore. Does she work at Pace? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, she she works for... we When we both met, we were both uh, cooking mm-hmm. in restaurants. And she has a... Um, I mean, she does, like, pastry and chocolate. She was, like, kind of a chocolatier for a while. Oh. Still works at the same place, but does a lot, a lot more kind of baked goods and pastry and stuff like that for lunch. So, cooking, cooking, food things. You mm-hmm. know, we mm-hmm. we cook a killer meal if we, <laughs> if we can clean our kitchen. We're both slobs. Oh, you're both uh, slobs. Both, uh, but we have good taste. We know how to cook some food.
2: Why did you mention you're both slobs? Is your place just real filthy?
1: uh i can
2: it can get there yeah <laughs>
1: it can get there it gets there yeah i wish it was cleaner um <laughs> sometimes i fantasize about just getting a hotel for the night you know what i mean
2: yeah in town just to not have clutter just be like ah, oh, yeah look at yeah. these fresh pressed Oh, sheets yep oh you're talking to the right guy i love a hotel <laughs> there's nothing better than a hotel yeah
1: um but yeah yeah that's how we met she, uh. What in filth?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: We met. Uh, she makes pastries. We were trying to both get on the show Hoarders. And, uh, <laughs> I got on, she didn't. But we had a good relationship. Yeah.
2: Well, is she aspiring? She's not in comedy, is she?
1: No, she's not at all. She would never want to be on a stage doing anything. Okay. Um, I have tricked her into. I have a podcast, Bone Zone. Bone. It's called the Bone Zone, and me and Brennan Walsh do it. And we have tricked her into being on it a time or two. How's that? Calling her. I used to call her. (laughs) I used to call her to break up with her a lot. (laughs) I would get bullied into be like, "Dude, just break up with her," and I'd be like, "Okay," and I Would call her and she would never answer because she knew i was doing the podcast uh, and then i started having to create lies to be like oh let me know when you get off work podcast is canceled and then i would call her and she'd be like hello and i'd be like chelsea i've been doing a lot of thinking and she'd be like oh great and she's like i'm at work i'm really busy and i'm like you know how we used to love each other <laughs>
2: um so she knows who I am. She's used to me. She knows the deal. Yeah, yeah. And then she's used to fake breakups. <laughs> what are you going to do if you have to real break up with her? You're going to have to say no bit Well, that's about the 50
1: th- times. that's the trouble with that because I do I I propose to her on stage a lot <laughs> and because that that started I used to propose at like wherever I would have a ring with me and she would just be like no what do stop it and she would like walk away from me yeah and then when we went to my hometown for the first time. And she was meeting my parents and my brother and my sister-in-law and, like, my friends from high school. Mm -hmm. And me and Kyle Kinane actually did a show in my hometown because we were all going to Portland for the festival there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I'm going to propose on stage to you. And she was like, "Uh, all right, well can't stop you. So just let me know at what point you're going to do that. So I don't have to be sitting by your whole family. So I did a big proposal and my family lost their minds. Applauding and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was all fake. Um, and that's how that I do a bit now where I propose but it's that's like not the important part of the bit it just keeps going and going with all these lies but I have two rings I pull out a ring I go I'm just joking but this ring is not fake And I pull out a better ring and <laughs> nah, I was just joking that that ring's fake too but uh so like if I ask her to marry me or if I break up with her
2: either way <laughs> either way yeah I'm gonna have she's to be like she's gonna think it's a ruse this one it's
1: like a third ring <laughs>
2: That's yes, that would be the ultimate engagement. Is a bit, that would be your four months of pace before before Kyle. Yeah, that's the long con.
1: The long con. You have to
2: have the fourth ring.
1: I feel I feel like how it's going to happen is after the fourth ring, she'll come on stage and propose to me.
2: Ah, and then you rip off a mask and it's her. Yeah. Oh, and she's you. Yeah, and then we're like, no, nah, we don't want to get married. <laughs>
1: That was no. We shouldn't jump into well,
2: this. What was the girlfriend you broke up in Portland with? Some girlfriend, and then and then did that? Was that a catalyst for your career? or Was that? Uh, yeah, I would say not your so. career,
1: but like you moved. You... Yeah, yeah. No, I was dating a girl in college in Washington, and I was just like kind of convinced that she was like the best thing. Not definitely not though. She wasn't. Yeah. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> like no offense to her or whatever. Sure. But, but like looking but, back, I had just convinced myself that this how's was, that? It was it was the first person that I met. That was, like, uh, a girl who liked me that was cool. You uh-huh. know what I mean? She was, like, cool. She Cool had, girl. She had, like, good uh, style, you know? Uh-huh. She liked cool music. Uh-huh. She was cool. Yeah. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Uh... Would
2: you say out of your league?
1: um no I wouldn't say I'm not saying you're not cool no no it was someone I was friends I was friends we were good friends for over a year oh really and then we started dating when she's always just throwing playing cards into a bowler hat (laughs) yeah cool stuff she was really cool yeah
2: yeah what did she do
1: um Musician? She was a nurse. Nurse. Yeah. Cool nurse. Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, Always right. just like, you know, taking people's blood pressure. <laughs> cool though. Really cool. Um <laughs> measuring their height and weight. Um giving shots. Yeah, saying the doctor will be with you. <laughs>
2: cool.
1: No offense to all the other nurses. I know there's a lot more. You have to watch people die and stuff like that. So yeah, that's yeah. A yeah. yeah. And you have to uh work hard hours and stuff so you were so,
2: friends with this girl for a couple of years right?
1: oh yeah yeah we um that's funny she uh dark hair dark hair yeah yeah dark yeah. hair you know I moved I, I was going to a college in Washington and then I was like well I'm gonna transfer I transferred to another school in Oregon I was like what am I doing here I shouldn't be here I'm paying out of state tuition Transferred to a school in Oregon. And the second I transferred, me and this girl started dating. She was back at my old school. I was mm. like, well, that's great. Now I live seven hours away from this person. <laughs> so then I basically failed all of my classes at the new school and then went back the next year. Did the old school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I failed every class. I failed a class called walking. <laughs> like I failed a PE walking class because I just didn't go that much. Wow. And it took, a, it was a Where lot. Where are of, your
2: parents in this?
1: Uh, being lied to aggressively <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened um I think I got I think I got some credits um yeah yeah I just like it took a lot of work to actually get transferred you know the different credits didn't match up yeah. you know one was a semester one was a trimester ours and, is a
2: sauntering uh, class it I don't was know such a fucking hassle that.
1: and then I just didn't fucking do it like I uh, was so pathetic and um and when I transferred back I didn't even have to reapply because to them I just didn't Enroll in classes, right? So I showed back up and enrolled in classes, and I was back. Yeah, (laughs) and I didn't. I didn't have any credits to transfer. You're back. I'm just here. Oh, sorry, forgot to enroll. Here I am. Yeah, forgot to just be around, and now I'm
2: back again. Yeah,
1: with your really cool girlfriend. Cool girlfriend, and then by that point, she had actually moved to Spokane because the nursing school. uh, You know, her first few years were at the college I went to, and then after that, she moved up there. So then it was, like, somewhat of a long-distance relationship anyways. Um, But, uh, yeah, she broke up with me real hard. Oh, she broke up
2: with you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you had a cool girlfriend with dark hair, and I I see her wearing hats and sunglasses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that right?
2: No, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, we...
1: uh, we basically were both about done with school, mm. and it was like, well, what do we do with our life? And she was like, what are you going to do with your life? Because I'm life. doing something else. And then I was like, well, that's, uh, that sucks. you know." And then one of my friends who I knew from my short stint at a school in Oregon, I would spend most of my time driving like 30 miles out of that town to a different college where I knew some people, and I would just hang out there. Mm-hmm. And a guy that I met there through a high school friend had already graduated and moved to l a he decided he wanted to do something here too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know whether it be comedy or writing or acting or whatever and I was like, "You can do that like i grew yeah. up I grew yeah. up in a family where it's like, what are you gonna study? what do you and I decided I wanted to be like in advertising because then I could write. Funny things. It's funny
2: because that's what I, I, I dabbled in the idea of going into marketing myself. Yeah,
1: that was, I was just like, I could write a funny video and it would be an advertisement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's comedy. That was like my only idea of how I can make that happen. That's so interesting. And then um, once he did that, I was like, I could try that. So yeah. that's why I started writing. Stand up. Like, yeah, like I said before, I just started writing and thought maybe by the time I get there, and like my brother. Started dating someone in college, got married, his kind of last term in college, and they both had their kind of futures planned out. Mm. And so, like, my whole family was super supportive because they're like, none of them ever had that, where they're like, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. I'll just do this, rather than being like, well, I got this job, and they're moving me here, and this is so what I'm So they liked
2: that you didn't know what you were doing?
1: My brother and my parents were both kind of, like, jealous in a weird way. Not that they would give away what they had. No way. But the fact that they're like... Yeah. You're moving to LA to try something. That's great.
2: That's not, that's, that's abnormal. Isn't that I my, I I've never, I, I know great.
1: a lot of comics who are like, oh, my parents don't get what I do and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I add a little bit of that with my dad, maybe being like, "What? Well, what point do you give up? You know what I mean? Like at yeah. what point, like how many years into it, are you going to be like, this isn't working out? Right. Like just trying to see if I had a a plan.
2: I think that the the comedian plight is similar, almost to like the childbearing years of a woman. Uh-huh. Like we can't relate to that because you and I we're both fellas. See? Yeah, yeah. Two gimlets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, as you're saying that, it's it's it, the the father' concern to the son reminds me of the mother's concern to the daughter. The, the daughter being like, I'm going to go to Manhattan and, and be the Devil Wears Prada, and they're like. But the clock's ticking on those ovum. You know what I mean? (laughs) And like your dad being like, "Well, you can't, you can't keep doing it forever, and you need to kind of pick a quit date." Mm -hmm. But you you only got a little bit of that from it. Yeah, not a little. Yeah, just a little bit of that. For the most part, it was like big fish. Everybody was like, "You're going to go off with that giant into the woods."
1: Yeah, I mean, they didn't know that I would be. they didn't. They weren't like, yep, you're going to do it and you're going to win. They just thought the idea of just being that free was really cool. Yeah. You know, because I, I moved down here and I didn't use my degree in any way. I just started cooking uh, at a gay bar. <laughs> when was this now? Um, oh, man, I'm so bad with the calendar. Yeah, you're
2: not good with space and time. <laughs> really far bad. Out.
1: I've been in L.A. for a little over five years, probably. Okay. So, you know.
2: And you'd only been doing stand-up for five months.
1: Yeah, around there. I had actually, you know, I... uh, Why not stay in Portland? I never lived there. I don't know. I mean... Or why not stay up there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had already made up my mind before I started doing stand-up that I was moving to L.A. So that was part of it, probably. I was like, my Mm -hmm. friend's down there. I'm going to move to L.A. It wasn't like, I'm going to do comedy and see where it takes me. Mm -hmm. And then just the fact that I happened to start doing open mics and doing certain things that, that kind of proved to me that this is what I should be doing. Um, led me to be like, yeah, I definitely should go down there. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of established myself in Seattle for a little while. I never lived there, but I'd go there every couple of weeks and do those shows. And yep. then that was like kind of a confidence booster. And uh, Comedy Central does these kind of competition things every once in a while, uh, every four or five years. Open mic fight? Yeah, I did open mic fight. Uh, I had submitted a tape uh, I had my seventh time on stage. No. Yeah, and they chose me and I went to the punchline in San Francisco and did really well. <laughs> Lost my mind. I, I froze on stage for a little while. What do you mean? Like, I couldn't think of a single joke and I just blanked. I'd been doing comedy for a couple months. I was so scared. Wow. In the end of it, they were like, you were so great. You were our third pick, but that means nothing because only the first two move on and I was like whatever like i was so frightened over the whole thing wow. up in that point up till that point i was like yeah i'm pretty funny you and know that, and then i saw people like destroy that night and i'd never seen that and i was uh-huh. like what yeah but i met some people and and i was like well
2: that was cool that i got chosen yeah i love that i love that uh, pointing out that detail the first time you see someone destroy yeah i was like i'm not should I, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm going to say a little bit different. Somebody doing comedy the way that you do it destroy.
1: Oh, Okay, you
2: know what I mean. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't mean to make it like a. It, it's not. It's not about like a, a guy or a girl or a certain race or anything. It's just like someone who talks like you uh-huh. and communicates like you destroying. Yeah. You're like oh, I thought what I was doing was good. Yeah. And who was there with you? Anybody we know?
1: Um, in that same show in San Francisco. Alex Cole was there. Wizard, hello. Um, A guy named Mo Mandel. I know Mo. He ended up winning the whole thing. Uh Uh-huh. Not even just in San Francisco. He won the whole thing. Um,
2: There was a jawline portion of the competition. (laughs) Yeah. That just put him over the top. Um, Good looking man.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think who else was there. A couple other people. Yeah, that's fun. I met people that were not in it, but that, you know, like I feel like I met... Moshe, very briefly that night, and mm-hmm. met uh, a few other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few other people have said, oh, I remember seeing you that night. Uh, Drennan, Davis, different so, San Fran people.
2: Here you are, and you've only been doing it a little bit. but mm-hmm. you, got, you got acknowledged right away, which I will say, the one-liner guys tend to flare up. I'm not saying they burn out but they will flare up yeah, very yeah. quickly. The short s- sets, they, they can do short sets they very well. They favor the short sets, so they favor competitions. They favor the festivals. Uh-huh. You're reminding me of Nick Thune, who, uh, you know, second time he's coming up to me because he was involved in that prank uh, that we <laughs> referenced earlier. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Nick Thune also had only been doing stand-up a little bit. Those one-liner type jokes, those fortune cookie jokes, can be written in isolation, can be honed. And practice. You mm-hmm. know they have to be delivered, certainly. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to do them a thousand times to realize pause between the setup and the punchline. Yeah. And if you and if you're blessed with a personality, uh-huh. which you are, and Nick is, and Dimitri is, then then you that's going to come through a little bit. Yeah. And then maybe you only need four or five months. But so many people are so bad at it. it I think that's what another reason why people are drawn to it when they see it done well. Uh, they're really quick to be like, this is a thing. Let's put this on the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was super weird. I mean, I remember seeing the video fairly recently of my set in San Francisco, and I was like, what the fuck were they thinking bringing me there? Really? I wore a backpack my whole set. I was just a weird idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, What was in the backpack? uh, Nothing. I (laughs) I mean, I had a – and this is something that's like I kind of cringe thinking about it. It's a good bit. Mm. but I, I had to I would take my shirt off on stage mm-hmm. okay and being labeled as a guy who takes his shirt off on stage is maybe something you don't want to be labeled as <laughs> but um, I had a whole bit where um, and I stand by it, I think it's funny <laughs> still but based on the idea of people being like, oh yeah, he's the guy who takes his shirt off no thanks um, You thought that was going to happen? I thought that was going to happen so I, I, I don't just, know if that's a thing Yeah, I don't know Just huh? as, as like, a, like oh, okay, cheap that's cheap i don't know yeah but the the joke was uh not that you're asking but the joke was um i said and and this is like one of the first things i wrote and i lied in it i said a lot of my friends are comedians (laughs) not a single friend of mine was a comedian yeah um and they say you know what you wear on stage makes a big difference it can make your jokes funnier and i think you should just write funny jokes not worry about what you wear so, they told me to say a joke, you know, tell one of my jokes and then change what you're wearing, tell the same joke, you know, pay attention to the differences. So, I tell a joke that's not very funny. Mm-hmm. And then I take my backpack off and I open it up like I'm going to pull something out of it. But then I take my shirt off and put it in the backpack. It's <laughs> funny. And then I tell the same joke without my shirt on. <laughs> and people, like, every line of the joke kills. The joke was like, I don't really like uh, <laughs> zucchini, but I love zucchini bread. So that makes me wonder are there other things that I don't like that would be good in bread like cat bread. <laughs> <laughs> and like every line of that joke would just destroy mm-hmm. without having to show any personality. Actually the 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 no personality worked better. Mm-hmm. Just being like a blank slate of a weirdo. Mm-hmm worked you know yeah
2: the backpack really takes that persona over which now
1: top. I smile on stage it feels good I
2: feel like I've really grown yeah you know? yeah there you go imagine when you start using your eyebrows and stuff. <laughs> yeah it's winking it's winking wild wild is there thing. for you yeah that's so so funny Super funny. You know who's another person I saw take his shirt off on stage? Who? A Kyle Kinane. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. He did it one night, uh, what I consider to be a legendary night at the Lions Den in Chicago. Oh, really? he was pretty drunk. Mm. Kyle Kinane. Used to look like a skinhead. No beard. Shaved head. I've seen
1: maybe a video. His head looks so perfectly round. Like yeah, his face perfectly round. without that beard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also, I've never done comedy without my beard. I grew it in college and I haven't. Yeah. i shaved it once. Yeah. Uh, I would cast since you I grew
2: tonight it. as a music professor.
1: <laughs> it's the cardigan, right? Yeah, it's
2: the cardigan doesn't hurt.
1: I wore the cardigan because I have a big chocolate stain on my shirt.
2: Well, you work with a pastry woman.
1: I what's well, from um coffee. Oh. Mocha's I I'm, I'm uh, I mocha mistake.
2: <laughs> mocha mistake? I mocha mistake. You mocha mistake. <laughs> The chocolate in those monkeys isn't raw, though. You guys aren't that hip.
1: We use Mass Brothers chocolate. Are you familiar? That
2: sounds like it's a Bean heat. to
1: bar in Brooklyn. It's a heated chocolate, I bet. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have to <laughs> be heated to form it into a...
2: Anyways. You don't have to. I got, I got some red
1: Grand, uh Super sugar, granulated type of sugar, like, like, so it doesn't melt and oh, temper. This okay. stuff is like tempered, I'm sure. So. You're not fucking around no yeah this is good I don't know whatever if you're into chocolate that's the one thing I wanted to plug today so I got that out it actually
2: comes up a lot chocolate.com has it really been an hour and a half you're great oh thank you you. you're talented talented. Uh, I'm not not worried about where we go from here but I would like to talk about uh, religion I'd love to to hear what you think about religion
1: I don't have a ton of opinions on it it's
2: boring yeah uh, Next, you kind of you kind <laughs> of look like a god I would worship. Oh, cool! Yeah, I bet you play the accordion for your angels. And there's ambrosia. <laughs> I did. I played a few instruments growing up, not the accordion. You though. look like you played a alto saxophone. No, same no. fingering as a clarinet. So. No, I played the trumpet. Trumpet. The trumpet. Is, I never. Uh, that's one of the mysteries of life: is how they get all those notes from three buttons. I don't oh, know what's going
1: it's, it's, on. It's uh, what's the word? Um, it's the
2: puckering of the lips.
1: Yeah, ombature. Ombature. I don't like that. I, I recently bought a. A um, book of the word ombature. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rhyming dictionary uh, for the word ombature. Um, temperature. I bought a Mombature. Thermometer. Mombature is not a good word.
0: Mombature! Why aren't <laughs> they
1: listening? The incorrect uh, rhyming dictionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I bought
2: a. Aperture
1: baritone horn Mm -hmm. it's like a small tuba i bought it off of craigslist
2: i'm just picturing a tiny tuba
1: yeah yeah well i was like getting tired of of me looking so giant next to a trumpet every time i wanted to play it so i was like i got something with the similar fingering yes um, also three notes yep and it's and you can read uh bass or treble clef you can choose which one you want so i can play trumpet music off of this instead really instead of because i don't know bass clef who does fucking losers People who want to fucking pigeonhole themselves, not me. (laughs) And then I also bought a banjo when I was uh, in like middle school. You seem like a good time at the movies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I bet you're like a fun fella. Uh, I bet you have like a crossbow. uh, Crossbow (laughs) oil painting. Uh, No, I mean. It's a loose oil painting. But but religion,
1: you know, I grew up not going. I feel like there was a small uh, chunk of time where. as a family, we did go to church on Sunday, but I don't really remember it. What kind? Um, you know, I don't even know. Christian. Regular. Regular. Could yep. have been anything. Yep. And then there was a, a time period in uh, middle school where a cute girl got me to go to youth group. There you go. So I did go to uh, First Baptist youth group for about a year Mm -hmm. never would go to the sunday church though with my family i just did that wednesdays wednesday ski trips every once in a while uh so there was
2: some praying and stuff you were oh yeah
1: full on full on praying
2: yeah yeah would they pray for you pray for me yeah Randy. Like we, they'd gather around me and yeah, stuff? Yeah, some sort of... No. Is anyone here not a believer and then they'd like pray for you? No,
1: no. Someone would say a prayer and you would all just close your eyes and think the same things that they were thinking. I don't know. I was I was there for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> you were a troublemaker. No, no. I wasn't a you troublemaker. You trying to get your fingers full in face No, full on verge. Full on virgin. Yeah. Uh, not there... I mean, I liked the fact that a girl brought me there. Yeah, but, but... you're going
2: to a youth group to get vaginas. No, no. Yeah. Mixed message. No, I
1: wasn't doing that. I was just there.
2: I, no, up... I, I didn't mean for you. I just think you could have gone to greener or horier pastures. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, I was like an innocent guy. You know, I had fr- a circle of friends who were much more active with the ladies than I was. Yeah. I'd like to point out that I meant whore for men and women, not just women.
2: Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, immediately, as I said, horier I'm sorry. I got a little distracted. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to claim that word for everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just as a word, as an action. Yeah, just be, be slutty. Um, but one time on a, a youth group ski trip, yeah, you know the band uh, Switchfoot? I've heard of Switchfoot. They were a Christian. I mean, I guess they still are a Christian band, but they were like mainstream. Yeah. We went uh, skiing with Switchfoot before they hit it big. Huh? Really? Ah, huh? Line up. Oh, my God. Talk to me about it. Switchboots. Yeah, they we uh, yeah they were snowboarding. I was skiing, um, but I didn't actually get to see them play because I had a basketball game. <laughs> I just showed up for the skiing. And I missed the concert.
2: Oh my God. Pretty cool, so though. So, you were able to go to this thing and not, you weren't too flustered by the praying and the praising.
1: No, I was, you know, I I, I became part of it, you know. Mm. Like. Uh, so, you were into it?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. At that time, if I was like, Randy, do you do believe in God, you'd be like, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus? Yeah. Holy Spirit? You know, yeah, yeah. I don't understand it that well, but yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. The purity of a of a young believer. Yeah, you know, I was... Uh, but how hard are you like, don't smoke, don't drink, don't fuck? No, no, I drink. I don't smoke. And I... you were trying to fuck?
1: No. Not
2: no, really. no, no.
1: I was like...
2: You didn't want to get those skis wet?
1: I didn't drink in high school. My first time drinking was like a week before I went to college. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I didn't smoke. My mom, I grew up with bad asthma. So my mom had kind of used that to scare me away from ever smoking. That'll work. And I still haven't ever smoked marijuana. Is that true? Yeah, that's a true fact.
2: That's funny. Tell your entire image.
1: <laughs> Everything about you says I smoke weed. Really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I just never, and it's not um, a moral, like, no one's ever asked me if I wanted to.
2: No. Uh, 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 no, I just never have. I don't know. The guy sitting around pretending to be the Pace de <laughs> for 10 hours. Twitter account it doesn't <laughs> doesn't blaze weed is is now I feel like you're pranking me.
1: No, no, that would be funny if that was my biggest prank ever.
2: No, I never have.
1: Um no, I just never I don't know. I mean, I've I've lived with people in college and uh sort of been surrounded by people that yeah. are super into it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Sure. i just never have.
2: I just meant like were you governing your life as if you were going to be judged by a god?
1: Um yeah, I guess. I guess at that time, I But not was. really,
2: not not overly concerned, but you wanted to, this was the group that you kind of fit in with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, I was surrounded by people who had already
1: thought that stuff for a while. Yeah, You know, it's the, um, when I was in college, <clears throat> I studied a lot of psychology and sociology. So the idea of, you know, being surrounded by people who are doing a certain thing, of course, you're going to do those things. Mm-hmm. And not saying that's why, I mean, because I could have just not gone there if I wasn't enjoying but myself.
2: You, you merged onto their highway. Oh, they're, yeah. They're already going 60, so you just go 60.
1: Yeah, right? if everyone around you is singing and dancing, you're singing and dancing. Otherwise, right. you're a weirdo. And I bet it was a good time. I had a good time, yeah.
2: Well, where, how how much have you held on to that? Where are you now?
1: Um, it's not something I really ever think about, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah, I don't... Um...
2: What What is this? I mean, the, here we are. Yeah, yeah. You woke up. Uh-huh. Here's all this light and color and yeah. images and people. I don't,
1: I just really don't think about it. What's that like? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm busy, you know? <laughs> I'm like,
2: I got like stuff to do. I have like five Twitter accounts. Yeah. <laughs> five fake Twitter <laughs> accounts. Do you, so no, no, what, well, do you believe in any sort of God thing now? I don't know. You're not. You're open to it. I'm a. Really I'm a lost vessel. I'm a. I'm an empty glass. You're Sandra Bullock in Gravity, which I haven't even seen. I haven't you're seen just, either. You're just floating around out there. Um, but it, but this is a
1: special every one. once in a while. I think about what do I think, and, and, I, and then I quickly am like, I don't know. We're out of water again. Yeah. We have to go to the store and buy gallons of water because we can't drink our
2: water. Right. <laughs> right. 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 That <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, don't think – I'm not judging you no, for, I for not having yeah, – so please don't feel condescending. I'm not. That. I'm not. Uh, that's just interesting to me. So I, I guess people who listen to the show know that this is where I'm going. You don't, you're not worried about what happens when you die. You don't think there's necessarily – take the different religions, karma, some sort of karmic-based reincarnation mm-hmm. where if you, Randy, are a better person or fulfill your dharma and all that sort of stuff that you might come back as something better or more purposeful. Or is, is morality just for its own sake, which my beautiful atheist friends believe, that you shouldn't yeah. steal because you'd get someone in trouble and they could be fired or, you know, miles, bring back miles? Yeah, yeah. Or are we uh, believing that there is something called holiness and something called sinfulness? Is there something, a better path, a worse path, or is it all just kind of bullshit?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> I that was it. No, that that would be fine. No, I. Uh, you, you don't have to have opinions about. Yeah, it, yeah. But, no. But when when you die, mm-hmm. you're. I'm sorry to say, but you're going to die. Oh, not well, today. I haven't thought about that. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 How old are you? Thirty. Thirty. Okay, so Randy, what
1: would have you guessed? Older, right?
2: Well, you know, it's not based on your appearance. It's based on context clues. You said I'm,
1: you, I'm happy to be thirty now because that's what people always assumed. You know. There you go. Well, yeah. you do
2: have a thirty feel. Oh, that's well, good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I was very happy to turn 30. 30 yeah. th- 30s are the best. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. But you, so now you're in your uh, 90s. I'm going to give you to your 90s. Way oh. to go. Wow. It's all that not smoking and not My really. knees have held up. Yeah, you're well, sorry. Your knees are fucked.
1: Oh-oh. And you dying I'm still a barista. You're dying. Oh. Okay. You're with the
2: same girl. She's feeding you pastry and you're like, <laughs> "It's my one pleasure." <laughs> okay. And uh for some weird reason we know that it, we're going to count down from 10 and you're going to be dead. How do you feel?
1: Well, I don't know. I would have gone through a lot of changes by then. You son of a bitch! No, I'm just being real. Like my, both my, so my grandmother, just my dad's mother, died this year, mm-hmm. and she was always a religious lady. Um, and my mom's parents are both still alive. And they weren't until just recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I, I I see that happening amongst some other people that I know as well, where like people get to a certain age and then they are forced to think about it if they haven't yet, mm-hmm. and then they decide to maybe you know well we're going to die eventually, and then they find this this thing in religion, mm-hmm. and then they 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 feel like they have a place in an, in an afterlife afterlife insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't you know because my grandfather specifically he wasn't a my grandpa is awesome. He's like the greatest, nicest, funny guy. My mom's like, that's not how he always was. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like an angry guy who got, who got picked on and beat up his whole childhood and then became kind of like, you know, sheltered because of it. But definitely not religious. And now the fact that, you know, my grandma is on Facebook Mm. And occasionally she will call me out for my language, mm-hmm. which, like, that's something that they would never... Not that I was, like, a little kid being like, what's up, Grandma? Fuck that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, we love you and you do what you want to do. But the fact that my parents... My mom is like, what? Mm. My parents are, are like, religious, kind of, like, strict and and, like bad like cussing is bad and these this are your parents my my mom's parents your grandparents.
2: yeah yeah now they are
1: yeah so you know maybe something will happen to me where i'll i'll decide to look into that but
2: it's so troubling to me i when i was growing up a believer i always used to a traditional believer i used to really envy people that uh that be converted later uh-huh. because they got to have sex and they got to do <laughs> yeah, drugs yeah. and they got to drink and do have, uh-huh. have all the fun. And then, and then, uh, later in life comes this sort of like scared money gambling system where, where you're playing poker with God and and you're just, you're afraid of your chips and you're afraid of dying and you're afraid of the casino, the pit boss coming over and catching you cheating. Yeah, so yeah. you just play by the rules, mm-hmm. ride out the final years, which I have to say, and not to criticize your grandparents, certainly not. I, you just see that a lot, and it feels like the, it, if I'm God, it mm-hmm. feels like a less satisfying type of faith where you're like, oh, you're you're afraid of me mm-hmm. if I'm God in this situation. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, that's how they feel anyways. Right, which is why I would a million to one prefer somebody like you who's like, uh, it hasn't yet unfolded to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not acting out of fear. Oh, no, and I'm not doing... You, you, you are not acting out of fear.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I have a pretty good... Um, Grasp on what's moral and everything, but I've never, I've never thought. Well, then, then that's what will take me to heaven is being moral. Right. I've never, I've just been like, well, this is what I think and how I feel, and yeah. and um, I just, I think once I got into, you know what? I don't know. Maybe being in LA is part of it. I'm not like in small towns. There are people around you that are more likely going to be religious than in sure. a comedy scene in L.A. Right. So maybe the last five years has led me to just not really think about it because it's never,
2: you know. People don't bring it up. Yeah, it's never. People don't say, how's your walk? That's Christianese for like, how's, oh. your, how's your walk? Okay, people with, in L.A. do God. go on walks a lot. They call it hiking. Though. Well, you failed that class, so yeah. what do you
1: know? <laughs> I just All I did in that class was go to a thrift store and buy like crazy like spandex clothes and i got one girl in the class to dress up with me and we like showed up to walk in class uh (laughs) with like crazy sunglasses and jackets (laughs) i mean that could be why i failed it but i didn't
2: go a lot so that was probably (laughs) probably that yeah less than your your still have the photo of it though so (laughs) memories worth it and here you are a comedian so who cares neither of us are using our degrees yeah
1: yeah yeah i got yeah my degree was in um well, I mean, honestly, it was like whatever, social sciences. It was something general just so I could get out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. But, but I was like I was like one class away from having a psychology major. I just didn't want to write a thesis and, and yeah. take a couple and extra hard classes. Yeah. So psychology, sociology, and uh, hospitality business management Wow, was my other minor. That was your
2: practical so one?
1: That was my minor, yeah, because I was cooking and stuff. Sure, so I was sure, like, sure, oh, sure. that's what
2: I'll do. I bet you, uh, well, the God thing is fine. Okay.
1: Fine answer, good yeah, answer. Yeah, I just don't, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Great question, Pete. Not really. All
2: I said was, <laughs> how are you? No, about I mean, <clears throat>
1: that's, that's that's great. I don't know.
2: Well, that's nice. <laughs> I like it. There's a lot there's a lot of time to look at it. Maybe into if I it. read I would find out some It's more funny stuff. because as I was talking to you I was like you know a lot of people recommended the book Some to me which I enjoy very much mm. which is just guys it's like 50 versions of what he thinks might happen when you die and okay. some of them are very funny. Yeah, yeah. And some of them are about like uh serious and, uh-huh. and moving. Some of them are sound hellish and difficult, but it's really, really funny and yeah. interesting. Anyway, uh, I bet I—I I just have a feeling that you are a great person for this question. Which is, what's the hardest time you've ever laughed?
1: The hardest time I've ever laughed. Oh man, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I've, obviously, I'm thinking more recently.
2: Yeah, it doesn't have to. My mine uh, was in a swimming pool with my friend, and I yeah, made a quip, and he threw up. Um.
1: I mean, there were some times on, like, uh, if I would go on trips with other families. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a time where me and, like, three other kids went with our other friend and their parents to, like, some cabin somewhere. And uh, I remember getting, like, gum stuck in my hair. And, like, it was just, like, the craziest, weirdest. We were all, like, 11 or yes, 12. Yes. And just, like, trying to figure out what to use to get the gum out of my hair. And we were putting, like, all sorts of stuff. In, like, we were just, like, left on our own. I remember laughing really hard about we eventually just had to cut the gum out of my hair. And we, like, couldn't find any adults to, like, help me. But people were putting all sorts of food-related things in my hair yeah, to get yeah. it out. They
2: heard folklore of peanut butter helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Sure. Oil, all sorts of weird oils. <laughs> and it was because we were in the in a van and um, someone blew a bubble behind Behind me, and it flew out of their mouth and and landed in my hair, and then we just couldn't get it out. And we're, we, I remember laughing a lot about that, but I mean, not specifically. I know like these moments when you're a little kid. I mean I feel like that's what I try to do now is kind of capture these little well, those moments little
2: pranky where you just can't help yourself but but laugh. Well, that's why I thought maybe calling your girlfriend and breaking up with her or, or something in that prank zone might. I love your story. I don't feel yeah, like you yeah. need to top it. Um, I mean, on our podcast,
1: we'll occasionally call some people, and there are moments where we can't keep it together. <laughs> and that's a pretty great Church place left. to be yeah. where you're just like laughing in your sinuses. And so you're like,
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think specifically.
2: No, I don't, don't, I never call the
1: rug store to see if they had any rugs we could jam on. We were... <laughs> and and uh, we wanted to know if they had secret rugs that were even softer. Like when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they have salsa that's even spicier. And the guy was like, no. We just had, we're like, who's the most famous person you ever sold a rug to? And he was like, what does it matter? We're like, tell us. And he's like, Nick Cage.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then we kept trying to say that we would come down, but only if we can give him a signed headshot. Of Nick Cage. <laughs> and he was like, just come down. I don't care. Like, he could care less. But, uh, oh, you know what? One thing that Nick really... Nick
0: Cage is the funniest dance. Yeah, yeah.
1: We we called a uh, a red... I called a red lobster. <laughs> and I called in sick saying I couldn't come into work. And they were like, who is this? And I'm like, Randy. And I don't feel well. And they're like, just a second. Let me get the manager. So, like, we tricked red lobsters into thinking that we worked there. Oh, It was probably one of the funniest things ever. Because then they were like, "Kelly's right here. She says it's okay." And like the guy, we because we called three different Red Lobsters and did it three different times. <laughs> but we called one, and the guy was like, "You need to go to the hospital. You don't sound good." Like the manager was like on my side.
2: Really? Yeah. And I was like, "Please don't fire me. Please don't fire me." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't so worry." So he's just thinking,
1: "I don't know who this guy is, and I and feel I, bad. And I feel
2: bad that I forgot <laughs> that we have a Randy because there's such a high turnaround here yeah, yeah, at Red yeah. Lobster. Yeah. That who knows." Yeah, that was pretty funny. You're the new guy, and they're looking at the schedule, and there's no Randy. But, you know, at a restaurant, it's just a list of names yeah, <laughs> of yeah. who's coming in. Someone probably wrote Randy and then crossed it out.
1: Yeah. And I'm so- probably just naming things that I think are funny now. I don't even know if I laughed at those. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good little button for the end. <laughs> Tie it all up in a bow, right? <laughs> no, it's great. Do you Yeah, you feel good?
1: Uh, I feel pretty good. I mean, the whole pic- picante thing, paste Facebook- <clears throat> picante The whole Pace Picante thing, I was laughing a lot all day. I mean, in the middle of that, I sent Kyle $50 worth of Pace Picante with the delivery service, and I made sure of it that they wouldn't tell him that it was me, Yeah, and they did. And he thought that I was just sending him salsa- because I was, I was watching it on Twitter, and he thought I was trying to kind of shoehorn my way into his joke, and also pull a small prank amongst this crazier thing. And... Whoa. Is
2: there a band dancers?
1: I uh, Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope so. Either that or we're being abducted.
1: And uh, so he texted me and was like, you idiot, they're asking me for your credit card right now. And I was like, well, I'm busted. And this was pretty early on in the whole thing. This is at like, like 12 in the, in the middle of the day. And... I I called the. You bought a bunch of. P- I spent fifty dollars on salsa, and um and the guy who delivered it is a comedian. You know the Power Violence Show. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Why would he tell? Uh, they, they didn't tell him not to. Like I made sure that I had paid over the phone, and I sent him a photo of my card and everything. And they were like, and then they tried to charge Kyle for the salsa, <laughs> <laughs> but I called them and I was like, I was like. Yeah, you got me. And he was like, you idiot. And he's like. But he didn't
2: put it together that it was no. you for everything. He
1: goes, well, what are you doing later? And I was like, nothing. He's like, I owe you, man. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he bought all this salsa. And he's like, the crazy thing is I'm going to get some real salsa from Pace Picante. That's crazy, right? And I was like, uh-huh. Oh, my Oh, God. no. And then like, I was like. Oh,
2: my I left God. it alone for like two hours after that. He's, this is the movie Breach, basically. <laughs> yeah. You and Kyle were in a remake of the film Breach. I've never seen it. Didn't need to be made. Oh, okay. The remake. We already had Breach. <laughs> yeah, so I laughed all day during that thing. <laughs> That's a Mulaney prank that he told me that a friend of his did was he told him that the movie Breach was, like, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He was like, I-, I don't know why more people don't talk about <laughs> talk about Breach. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just a Ryan Felipe movie. He's like, Breach is just the fucking most, I don't know why. It's like The Godfather. I swear to God. It's like one of the best movies you'll ever see. Mulaney watches Breach. Next day, calls his friend and goes, what are you talking about? It it was okay, but it it wasn't that good. And he goes, you've been breached. (laughs) And hung up. (laughs) The prank is telling people that the movie Breach is fantastic. (laughs) You've been breached.
1: That's good. That's that's right up my alley. I like stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. Lying about stuff that doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. Um, it's a fun one.
1: Yeah. Just lie. Just lie. You can. You can do it.
2: Yeah, I know. I think that's what is unsettling about pranks to me in general is that they, yeah. you know,
1: we're all capable of lying. Oh, can I plug something? Please. Is it the French press of Bel Air? No, it's my favorite band. It's called the Toilet Bowl Cleaners. It seems fake. No, this is all real. Check him out on... You just talked about lying. iTunes. No, this is real. As a friend, we uh, if, if whoever's listening listens to my podcast, they know it's real. Because we discovered this guy, and he, um, he has 14,000 songs online. One of his bands, it's all just him, but one of his bands is called The Toilet Bowl Cleaners. It's all songs about poop, puke, and pee. And um, they're great. There's a song called Poop, Poop, no, Poop. See, poop the, see, and there's a song called The all... Poop Song. There's actually a song called Randy Lidke Poops 11 Times a Day. He wrote a song for me. So okay, now that's too specific to be fake. No. Oh no, it's real. I mean, I can now.
2: Um, here's the part that I yeah, feel, you want to play. Here's it? the part that I feel like isn't true. That it's good.
1: Oh no, Randy Licky poops eleven times a day is like the catchiest song. It'll get stuck in your head. I can play it on my iPad and hold it up. Or okay, it's important. I just really want to make sure this guy uh, he makes his living this way, and it would it mean a lot to me if you guys went out and bought some of his poop, puke, and pee songs. See, that sounds like a joke. It does. But um, Matt, his name is Matt. He's a good guy, and he deserves all the publicity he can get. He, I, you know what? I guarantee he has a song about Pete Holmes. This part seems like a joke too. No, I'll find it right now. You have, you have t- a little bit of time.
2: Where am I going?
1: I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm probably not on the internet here either. Oh, uh, I mean, I have it. Right she here. can do it. To play.
0: Well, which song do you
1: want? Play Randy Lucky poops eleven times a day. <laughs> And then search Pete Holmes on Spotify, and you'll get a whole bunch of Pete Holmes songs. <laughs> All by him.
2: That comes up on Google. Already. Yeah, yeah. It's on, it's on Google? What?
1: All right, we're going to hear a song about Randy
2: Litke pooping 11 times a day.
1: He wrote I, this song because Brendan tweeted to him that said that I poop 11 times a day. So he just wrote a song about well, it. Well, you know, quick. he's
2: trying to put together an album.
1: Yeah, he had a new poop song. He actually has two bands that sing about poop, poop, and pee. They compete against each other. Compete. Compete compete they yeah yeah and search uh Pete Holmes he has another band called Paparazzi oh no I've Eleven heard that song 11 times
3: 11 times 11 times 11 times a day
1: yes this is my buddy Matt
3: <laughs> hey everybody have you heard 11 times a day Randy Lidke lets out a turd it's a whole lot of work for his poor butt cheeks they have to spread out 77 times every week
1: Ow! Not bad. He's good. He's got it. It's, it's I, I don't. It's only my like thirty seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> that might be okay. Yeah, f- find uh, Pete Holmes by paparazzi. I've in the heard dogs. it. He- I have it on my phone. Oh,
2: really? Yeah, yeah. Then, because th- he tweeted it to me, and I and I think I just bought it. Oh, there. They got seventy cents. You gave him seventy cents. And you know what's weird? Uh, I guess maybe it's not that weird is that it's like the catchiest song I've ever hear, heard. Paparazzi, right? Yeah, Papa Paparazzi. Paparazzi and the Photogs. Look, Pete Holmes is very, is a crispy, weird something. Hey, oh, there Katie. he is. Is that him? Will you type in the password to this internet? Is that
1: him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just did it in studio. He, yes, you do. <laughs> the TV commercial baby kid boys.
3: <laughs> yeah
1: he goes on you people's Wikipedia's and sings songs all the
3: time
1: <laughs> We're the me- questions well, probably you to your ask podcasts, too.
3: all the people on your podcast when you talk about <laughs> the comedy and you talk about the relationships yeah, and the religion he probably listens
2: to a lot of podcasts and religion oh, <laughs> this is the part that gets in my head
3: oh wonderful man you're a wonderful man <laughs> good person yes you are
2: and I liked that part I remember because you're a good yeah, says you're a good Pete person. Holmes. I'm a good person.
3: You talk about your <laughs> Chelsea you friend.
1: Chelsea friend. No, he has another just song about you and Chelsea too. He does. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got like 1,400
3: songs.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> so he knows. Oh, he has another one. Says Pete Holmes. Enough with the polyamory talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play that one. Okay. Here, let me see it. Okay,
2: well, oh, okay, well Because I, you know, I go back and forth on that topic too. Sometimes I just get upset at myself for bringing it up so much.
3: oh pete holmes i love your podcast show but you've got to stop talking polyamory polyamory is a bad bad thing you got to find one person and marry that person and love <laughs> he that doesn't person take a stance on for the <laughs> rest of your life oh pete holmes because you, recently married you are wrong talking <laughs> Came for <laughs> doubts to have sex you are
1: wrong Pete wow here's one about uh, chelsea i like New
3: that York. one Oh, you're nice Come in you're
2: he sings like uh, tim armstrong Something from rancid is very
3: nice Oh, really?
2: yeah you know rancid uh huh
3: Oh, Chelsea Peretti.
2: He's got a little bit of that intentional marble mouth, so which I like.
3: With you. He keeps on talking about you all the time. Yes, he does.
1: Just as you talk about Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea oh, no, Peretti. I like Baretta. it. And this one.
2: Yeah, why, why? I want to hear it all.
1: Oh, Pete Holmes, is this one you have?
2: Your yeah. Your funny man. Yeah, that's the one we just heard. You
3: keep it crispy, Yes, you do. <laughs> <Pete> <laughs> home i ah, baby back back boy. Baby boy. Yeah. Yeah. You make it weird all the time with the questions that you ask.
1: I'll play all one more of his poop songs that I really like, and then I'll, I'll drop it. Okay. Everyone, Comedy go buy the toilet bowl cleaners. About
3: the relationships and the religious
2: Relationships. Oh,
3: Pete Holmes.
2: It's gonna be in your head for a month. You're
3: a wonderful man. You're a good, good person. Yes, you are.
2: Sorry about the polyamory.
3: <laughs> yeah
2: it you talk about this is called the diarrhea bounce back
3: when the diarrhea shoots fast from your butt once it hits the toilet it bounces back up and it stains the bottom of your toilet seat and it also stains your butt cheek it's called the diarrhea bounce back, bounce uh, back. it's called's got a good line, right bounce yeah back baby it's called the diarrhea bounce back bounce back when the book comes out with so much force, it won't just sit nice in the toilet,
1: of course. So, you get the idea. And also, he puts his phone number in a lot of stuff. So, if anybody out there wants a song uh, about them by him, just call him and he'll do it for you. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy.
2: It is cool. <laughs> and that song, uh, surprise, pops into my head all the time. Just the Beatles. Yeah, he's
1: good. We had him in studio. Uh, if you go to the Bone Zone one of the last couple episodes he was in studio we had a piano hooked up and he just sang
2: songs about whatever we told him to and um do you start seeing a theme where you're like I get the feeling that he's going to be playing these sort of keyboard things? uh or... you know he he bounces back and forth a little bit um I love that my question made you plug it back in I plugged know? it back let, in let me because show you.
1: because um he uh he wrote a song for me to break up with my girlfriend actually um oh no I don't know oh, here it is this one.
3: Guess what, Chelsea? Randy's tired of your stupid cat. <laughs> he's also tired of all the stupid television shows that you like to watch. <laughs> and as a result of that, he's going to dump you. <laughs> it's all over, Chelsea.
1: <laughs> That's good. My girlfriend was actually just calling me. Should I call her? No.
2: Okay, <laughs> this isn't the bones.
0: <laughs> it's
2: almost there. I, we, got, we, I got my soundboard hooked up. We, we try and get into real shit, you know. I'm just kidding. I don't think my show's better than the Bone Zone. No, no,
1: I, I don't take that personally. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of good sound effects <laughs> oh, out there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, this is.
0: This is how we do. <laughs>
1: i have the whole song oh i see
2: are you sure you don't smoke weed bro you got a lot of weed interests (laughs) anyways well, say say we end the show by saying "keep it crispy" and then and then pick a sound effect to play after you say "keep it crispy."
1: Oh man, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, I have a new one. It's called the uh, it's called the rock and roll doorbell. <laughs> so I'll play that after you say you, uh, you say it. I say "keep it crispy." Well, you just did, and then I play the rock and roll doorbell. Keep it crispy.
2: Dude, you don't need weed. You are weed. <laughs> You're a weed person. Ah, man. <laughs> it's a rock and roll doorbell.
1: <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for uh, I'm sorry I gave you a nice scatter plot of info about myself. No, I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Went by real fast for me. Cool, man. Enjoy your honey. And thank you for the honey. <laughs> You're welcome. I was you and Johnny for that.
2: Pemberton <laughs> are the only two people that have ever brought me gifts and you both brought honey.
1: Oh avocado honey. That's the one right there. Huh? Yeah, that's Pemberton. Okay, East. he always talks about avocado honey. Okay. Mm, you know, that and I he won't shut up fucking shut up.
2: It's <laughs> <His> colon. <Mm-mm. laughs> All right. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>